Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Mario and Luigi. And we watch Red Sonia. Red Sonia is uh, ostensibly based on a character created by Robert E. Howard, the guy who did the Conan movies, or books and stories, and then they were turned into sure. movies. Sure. Why not? And it's, as it turns out, the more I read about it, uh, Red Sonia actually has nothing to do with uh, that character, because uh, it was actually based on, like I guess, a Marvel comic thing. So technically, this is a Marvel movie. Parker, oh, cool. your thoughts? Well, I know you guys are the biggest Star Wars fans I know. You guys remember at the end of A New Hope when they have their climactic lightsaber fight and it's just an old man and a guy in a suit just like swinging at each other and barely connecting? I've got a movie for you. It's called (laughs) Red (laughs) Sonia. Hey, uh, what if if they made a Highlander movie without all the shitty Queen music? (laughs) I mean, the score is actually really good. (laughs) It's easily the best part of this movie. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's not Queen. Yeah, actually, we'll get to the score in the way that it's utilized in this movie, but before we do... Uh, I do have a piece of news. Uh, there is some drama with Chris Pine and Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles allegedly spit on him. And Florence Pugh is involved in this. And uh, this is where I insert that clip from Norm MacDonald where he says, Personally, I think everyone involved in the story should die. Uh, I, especially whoever did Chris Pine's hair. What the fuck is he doing? Look, I'm just going to assume that Chris Pine did Chris Pine's hair, in which case, live your best life, buddy. Also, not surprised at all that a British guy spit on an Australian. That's like, they have a racial past. Like, I didn't, like, I, I did not know that Chris Pine was Australian, right? I think oh, I yeah, he's it. like yeah. hella Australian, dude. Oh, wait, does he have like the accent and everything? Yeah, dude, have you never heard it? No, I've never heard that. You should, you should Google it. I, I think that would hey, fuck me up. It's, it's going to make you think he's like two stars better as an actor than you already do, which I'm sure is already very high because you're yeah. on this show. But, yeah. uh. Yeah, dude, it's it's like super super fucking jarring because like you would have guessed he was American. Yeah, well, yeah, not so much. Well, I don't know, I don't know, because he said that uh, Harry Styles did not spit on him. Which, if he if you're Australian, I mean, you have to belt him right there, right? I never take an Aussie at their word, so no, jury's still out. Yeah, yeah. Well, so much for that drama. Let's get into our jerks of the week. Oh fuck! I can't believe you've done this. My jerk of the week is uh is Josh for trying to clown on me for doing long division on paper. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you were it's at just, you fucking bar trivia, like, let me get a napkin here. Okay, carry the... It wasn't even a napkin. It was just like, we were trying to split up the bill. I was just like, oh, 475 is about 1850. He was just like, why can't you just do it in your head? I'm like, why can't you? And he was like, I know it. <laughs> I was waiting to see if you would find it's, it. It's easy because 18 times 472. You just do your times tables. Yeah, well, yeah, but also... Yeah, buddy, I, I'm living in Texas. Yeah. My times table stopped at five. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys get that high. I guess it's... Wait, like, you mean I said zero you, to it? Have any fingers, right? What the yeah. fuck? It's fine. It's fine that I'm in my 30s and still do the hand trick for nine sometimes. It's fine. We're all, we're all doing great. I forgot there was a hand trick for nine. 
Well, uh, who are your jerks of the week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I went to the Ren Fair uh, Labor Day. Hell yeah, you know, I hadn't been in a while. Ren Fair fucking owns, by the way, Chris. If you haven't been to the Ren Fair, you should go again. I have a feeling I don't want to. He would, ahead, have you, have you he would try and bully every single person he saw. That's, that's I, genetics. I mean, I mean yeah, but like, like the Ren Fair here is actually like really, really well produced. Like they have like shows that are worth watching. You can watch people joust and shit, dude. It's dope. I don't know. I, well, it's like a big old turkey leg you can chew on. Like it's it's well, that's have a good all right. Time. I okay. promise you, yeah. have a good time. Talk my language. But, uh, uh, anyway, I, uh, I watched a dude wearing an I'd rather be gaming shirt, uh, go up to do the, uh, you know, the thing where you, like, swing the hammer at the thing and, like, hit the bell. Fuck, he found me. I actually did go. Uh, he missed the target entirely. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to that guy. I'm imagining the fucking thud of the slicker <laughs> just hitting leaves. Well, so it's great because you know, like the people that work there, they're they're in like you know, like period dress and like yeah. just shouting like obnoxious British people, yeah. and uh, didn't give him a second swing. Just took the hammer away and kept his money. <laughs> a plus, worth the price of admission by itself. So my issue is. I got my vaccines. I got my autism. Now I'm super obsessed with trains, and then I get sick anyways. What was the point of all of this? <laughs> what is my end game in life? So not only am I just like my good friend Chris, who obsessively fills out movie lists because my brain is normal and has nothing to do with the Moderna <laughs> shot that I got, but now like I changed my fucking cat litter. My heart's racing from picking up a thirty pound box. Great, love it. <laughs> also. When did I send you that list originally? I want to know if there's a correlation between you getting your COVID vaccine and deciding to fill out the horror movie. Oh, no, dude. The list <laughs> was, it was old. way before that. Okay. Yeah, that was way, way before. I think that was before we were recording. It may have been like, uh, I don't fucking know. But, uh, like, anyway. Imagine you just get your jab and be like, oh, I'm getting full body chills and man, there's so many from the 20s. I could just knock these out real quick. <laughs> I was watching some of those at work. Uh, you know, some of like the really short ones. They're like seven minutes long. I don't even know where they're on the list, but uh, okay. They're better than some of the other ones. Speaking of the list, well, I guess we could talk about what we watched recently. I've been going through the list. And as I've said before, a lot of the movies get kind of samey. Uh, you can only imagine. So they're not really worth talking about because you see one, like, you know, compilation with Peter Cushing with all yeah. those, like, anthology stories. You've seen them all. And I like Peter Cushing, uh, and I feel kind of bad for him when I see him in these. Not not just because, like, oh, poor Peter Cushing making money in a bad movie. It's more like poor Peter Cushing whose wife died and was despondent. And if you watch the movies, you realize, like, every single line of dialogue that he says, those were probably the only words he spoke for the entire day. So, uh... You know, feel kind of bad for that. What's guy. he gonna do? Episodes of Doctor Who? Put on the cake. <laughs> he, he was he was great in Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's oh. what I've been saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, life like. Yeah, well, uh, he was in other stuff. He wasn't just in horror movie compilations. He was also in uh, was it Dracula versus the Seven Vampires or something? Uh, what was it? It's a lot of vampires. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires is what it is. Uh, Man, I hope we don't have to collect those in the game of games this year. <laughs> <laughs> so was there like a space vampire and, uh, and oh, a Halloween vampire and a vampire that lives in a turtle? Or, no, this is one weird? of those weird movies where I actually have to put a warning on this for both the, for uh -oh. Parker. Uh, just because like <laughs> uh -oh. the, way, 
the way I describe this, it's going to sound like, oh, maybe I should write that down. But just a reminder, Parker, this was made in the 1970s. So Pass. It's on the list, yeah, though, right? right? Exactly. He can check it off. Yeah, maybe correct, it is on the list. So Yeah, the, we do both take it very seriously, so I should probably watch it. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so the thing about it is it was a co-production. Two studios worked on it. The first one was Hammer. Everyone knows the Hammer Horror stuff, and frankly, I'm fucking sick of their movies. And the other studio was the Shaw Brothers. If people don't know, the Shaw Brothers did a lot of kung fu movies in China. And uh, it's kind of weird to see them co-produce. They actually decided, Hammer's like, hey, no one's watching our movies anymore. Maybe we should just go to China and film a, a kung fu vampire movie with Peter Cushing. And uh, they did. And it's, I think, easily my favorite Hammer horror movie, which is Damning with Faint Praise. Uh, there, there is some pretty good kung fu in this movie, and they are vampires who do it. They are not golden, but they are seven of them. So, you know, pretty close to fulfilling two for, the title. Two for three, yeah, we're good yeah. with that. Uh, I think the movie, I think the movie begins with like Peter Cushing is in China as a teacher trying to convince people that vampires actually exist, and the Chinese people are like, "No, we're too smart to believe in something so stupid." And then it turns out there are actually seven vampires just wandering around being a nuisance to everybody. So, uh, if you guys want to see a good Hammer Horror movie, too bad. But if you want to see the best one that they have, then uh, it would probably be The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Like, it's not for me, but I'm just kind of happy that something like this exists. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, but it wasn't all horror movies for me. I decided I was going to rewatch a movie that I, th I feel like people from our generation are somewhat nostalgic for because we watched it in school. So... When we were about, I don't know, third grade or something like that, we read the book Charlotte's Web by E.B. White. And I remember reading the book, and even when I was a third grade, I was like, oh, I'm too old for this crap. And on the last day of school, they didn't have a lesson plan, so it's like, oh, you could either watch the animated movie from 1973, or you can run around the school with scissors in your hands. So I chose the latter option. And, uh, yes, you should. Everyone else decided, oh, let's watch, you know, the cute little movie. I would come in there and, like, Debbie Reynolds is singing a song or something. Like, ah, boring. So I ran out again with the scissors. And uh, after some trials and tribulations, I, I revisited it. Because I, I feel like a lot of people, I was like, oh, I love that classic movie or something. I also think there's a section of the internet that wants to fuck the spider. And I don't really know why. Um... It's the it, internet, man. You just get yeah. used to it. I, I think it's one of those like autistic things where it's just like, oh, this has uh, a motherly, nurturing sort of voice to this character. It showed me kindness. This is why also why people want to fuck trains. So I don't <laughs> entirely understand it, and I'm also not a doctor. So uh, I mean, you did play Undertale, so that's yeah, well, that's... yeah, yeah. That's that would be uh, my expertise there. So the thing about Charlotte's Web is uh, it was produced by Hanna-Barbera, who did like the Flintstones and stuff like that. They pioneered limited animation. And you're like, oh, classic TV shows. Yeah, TV. They do not belong on a big screen. I was surprised at how fucking ugly this movie looks. It just looks dreadful. The story's idiotic, too. I'm sorry to E.B. White, but okay, so here's the thing, right? Wilbur's a pig, and he's going to be killed because pigs get killed. People eat the pig. And uh, he's whining about it, and all the other animals are like, shut the fuck up! And uh, the spider, who's nice, tells him, you know, saying this out loud kind of reveals the, the thin plot here. The spider tells him, all right, I'm going to come up with a great plan that's going to save your life. And he's like, are you sure the humans will fall for it? And she's like, no, human beings are stupid. And I was like, hey, I'm right here. So her great plan is to spell English words in her web, and it will convince the farmers not to kill the pig. I don't understand. So she spells out some pig in her web farmer comes out there with an axe and the whole family to watch all the fun 
And he says, well, what in tarnation? Look at them letters on their web. And it says some pig. And they're looking like, wow, that's incredible. Wow, that really is some pig. And the wife is like, well, it's really, it's some spider because it's, it's a spider web. So the spider probably did it. And the farmer's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. It was the pig that did it. This is never addressed again. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> he is a farmer, Chris. <laughs> and this I know happens... you have some kinship with the Confederacy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they are kind of like that. This is repeated multiple times with uh, the spider spelling out words and human beings are just like, wow, what an incredible pig that it is able to spin a web, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, the Sherman Brothers did the songs. They are the ones who did the, the Bare Necessity. You know, a good song. The songs in this movie fucking suck. I think the only one I liked was The Rat. I don't, I don't remember what The Rat's name was, but he reminds me, what was that picture of, like... It's like some old school boy. It might actually be from uh, fucking Charles Webb. It was like, I care only for the pleasures of the feast. <laughs> That's him throughout the entire movie. Charlotte's dying, and uh, Wilbur's like, you have to pay attention, she's dying. These are her last moves. And he's patting his fat bit like, what should I care? <laughs> and that's how I felt when I was watching Charlotte's Webb, a movie that... Uh, I don't think it's worth revisiting. I know you guys had it on the list, but uh, don't bother. All right, Damn, next what up. A shame. Yeah, next up. You guys re may remember a show that came out somewhat recently, like a few years ago, called Westworld, which I never watched. Um, you can keep it that way. Yeah. Well, uh, the I'm, best the best part of that show is that one of the lead actors in is the McBoyle, and uh, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> you get some value out of that, but that's kind of yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah. I have to admit, I, I didn't really have any interest. But the movie that it's based on is on the list. Uh, it's got uh, Yul Brynner in it. So the next Ooh. movie I watched was... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I had a fucking nothing for Westworld. It's just a... It's more of a science fiction movie than a horror movie. So, uh, Which you kind of realize that happens with a lot of movies on this fucking list. But uh, there were a couple that were interesting here. Uh, these two I'm going to talk about. Flesh for Frankenstein and Blood for Dracula are also known as... Andy Warhol's Frankenstein and Andy Warhol's Dracula. Andy Pass. Warhol had they had nothing to do with these movies. By Don't the way. care. If, Pass. No, okay, the stain on. is before, on them. <laughs> before you, before you do, uh, Flesh for Frankenstein is just kind of like stupid and lame and whatever. Blood for Dracula is kind of worth watching. Uh, this has Udo Kier as uh, for for Josh Pudo queer. Uh, he plays he plays a German Dracula in this. They don't even bother with the accent, so he's just like talking it's like this the entire It feels really much like a <laughs> he, he sounds like fucking, fucking Dieter. He sounds like fucking Dieter the vampire this entire time. Uh, and uh, it's Chris, 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 hold on, hold on. Wait, I can raise my hand. Give me a second. Okay, click on the button. Yeah, what's up, Alex? Does the vampire say Shiza? <laughs> I think he might. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude, we're in there. Uh, it's, this is one of those movies where it's like, it's so bad, it's so shoddily directed. Udo Kier is the only one who's actually trying that it, it kind of devolves into like good, bad territory. Uh, there's one, I shouldn't laugh about this, but it, it, it reminds me of another character from another movie we did. At one point, there's a, a human guy who's talking about the women. I think his job on the farm where they live is just to pork hole the women. And uh, there's one girl who's like, yeah, how old is she? I'd love to rape her. And he, he says it like that. It reminded me of Rick Rape. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice to be reminded of uh, that sort of thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> we should do Gamer again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gamer's yeah. such a good fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also went to the Alamo, and I saw some good movies there. Uh, one of the good movies I saw was Lawrence of Arabia, also known as the gayest movie I have ever seen in my life. Holy guacamole. <laughs> Apparently, audiences in 1962 did not pick up on this. Peter O'Toole is doing the gayest performance I have ever seen. I don't know how people didn't see that, but it's also still a pretty good movie. Are there any straight dudes named Lawrence? Just out of curiosity. Like, uh, Strawpo, uh, you know? Oh, well, I can't include Lawrence Guy. No, I don't know. It's, it's right there in his yeah. name. I mean. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> name, occupation. <laughs> I will say that, like, uh, it did kind of fuck me up because that movie is three and a half hours long. And Jesus wept. It, it was at 11 a.m., and I had just worked a 10 hour shift, so. I barely got through that whole movie, man. What's up, Alex? Uh, so if you told Josh that he could buy one ticket for three and a half hours of movie, would he do it just based on value alone? Maybe. I think it depends on the movie. Hey, he could eat three <laughs> bowls of popcorn in that time. Yeah, and it's unlimited refills at uh, the Alamo. I know. So. <laughs> I'm going to go to the bathroom. Tell me if they're out of the desert yet. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta use this free toilet paper. Yeah. I'll be right back. That's three and a half hours of yeah. free popcorn and air conditioning. That's value. I'm sorry. Oh, unfortunately, a little too much air conditioning. I was getting fucking cold during that movie, and I, my blood runs. Just rub it in more, why don't you? I usually run hot. It was nice. fucking weird. So, oh, sorry, don't run anywhere. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Lord's of Alamo like... because of you know the the one that's not in Texas. Oh yeah, yeah they yeah. actually have first world amenities. Yeah, sorry for uh, appropriating your culture, Parker. It's okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that movie was good. But uh, you know what else was good? Uh, two other movies I saw the next day. The first was uh, George Miller's new movie, uh, 3,000 Years of Longing, which is, like, it's a hard act to follow when you just made Fury Road, but 3,000 Years of Longing is actually pretty good. It's a fun little fantasy. You don't necessarily need to see it on a big screen. You could watch this on a plane and you're good. But uh, I like the little story that it tells. I think uh, Tilda Swinton does a good job. Idris is really good in it. Uh, apparently this is more of a production like his daughter was George Miller's daughter was working on the story and the adaptation and everything and it ends up uh, kind of nice I like the way that the story ended too so it was a nice little bow on it and then I watched uh, The Legend of Drunken Master with Jackie Chan which was better so I want to I level yeah. set here about The Legend of Drunken Master uh, first of all you should it's technically the second Drunken Master movie uh, you got you should really watch the first one which is like it, it looks worse in terms of like production values, but the combat and comedy is like probably better. I think it goes by the English title Snake and the Eagle Shadow. So uh, that's another title that kind of hooks you right there. But uh, Legend of Drunken Master, I want to level set here. Uh, China bad, China bad, through my most grievous fall, China bad. But uh, America, you know, does some of the same stuff sometimes to it. Uh, there was a news story that uh, fucking China changed the ending to uh, Fight Club. They put a little thing at the end, and uh, by the way, he died on the way back to his home planet or whatever. He went to jail for being bad. <laughs> it's <laughs> a better ending. <laughs> and, uh, and people are like, oh, what the fuck? Don't change the ending. So China, I think China actually relented on that one. America did the same thing to the ending of The Legend of Drunken Master. And I heard about that. I'm like, oh, what gives? Don't do that. Don't change the original ending. If people wanted it that way, you should leave it the way that it is, no matter if it doesn't translate. Uh, not so with The uh, Legend of Drunken Master. America good, because the ending of Drunken Master... Uh, I don't, have you guys seen Drunken Master? Oh, it's been a very, very long time. Good news, it still holds up. <clears throat> That's, uh, that was a real 700 megabyte... 
Yeah. 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 Which is the way it's supposed to be watched, by the way. (laughs) It felt weird watching on a big screen. I was like, this isn't, that's not right. Anyway, it ends with him drinking a bunch of uh, alcohol that's used in like strip mining or something like that, which is not for human consumption. So at the end of the movie, he, he ends up severely impaired, disfigured, and retarded. And they show it. <laughs> and they show just it looking like, and next to you in the theater, looking episode. at the screen, looking yeah. next to you, looking at the screen. <laughs> it's just kind of fucking... It, they, they're showing all this, and the movie's clearly playing it for laughs, and everyone in the theater's going, oh. <laughs> and the, the credits mercifully come up, and people are, like, leaving faster than they normally did. <laughs> Man, I hate imperialism so much more right now than I did two minutes ago. <laughs> This look at what they took from us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, now to talk about one that Parker has seen, and Alex, I, I actually highly recommend for you, uh, if you haven't already seen it, uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, oh hell yeah, dude. dude. Sat up like the right, Undertaker. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god. I fucking love this one, dude. I was so happy. Sometimes 1970s movies are good, but also, this isn't even a fucking horror movie. I don't know why this is I, on the list. Why is that on the list? <laughs> That's the cool thing about the list, is every once in a while they'll accidentally include a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> is this just like, it's on the list because, like, I think he made Carrie right before this, so, like, they decided that De Palma was a horror director? Oh, he actually like, made Carrie right after it. This was, was it after? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, this was seventy four. I, I mean, you you would have the chronology because I'm sure they're all on that stupid fucking list. So yeah, I that's. You. Yeah. But, but I think uh, it's it, I think it's because of uh, it's actually stupider than that. I think it's because Brian De Palma directed it. Yeah. Anyway, that's well, I, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> basically like, what I said. Yeah, almost every <laughs> single De Palma movie is on here. It's like, yeah, horror was his genre. I'm like, oh, that's such a fucking slap in the Wait, face. Is 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 Blowout on the list? Uh, no. Who would have? How the fuck? Okay, no, well, it no shouldn't way. be on the list because it's not a horror movie. But like, also, it, you should add it to the list so you can watch Blowout because Blowout is like I'm, actually one of my ten favorite movies ever. No, like, I, know, should, I know, I know. It's, it's yeah. that movie's so good. Yeah. Anyway, Phantom of the Paradise for people who aren't listening and just hear us go, "Oh yeah, the movie's so good." So the basic idea is, it's a satire of God. I'm just too made to list. It's a satire of Faust, the the picture of Dorian Gray. Uh, rock and roll in general it, it feels like it was so prescient because it predicted Pink Floyd's The Wall it predicted Kiss it predicted so many different things I love the music in here I was uh I don't know Parker I know you don't really like musicals very much did you enjoy the music at all I need to watch it again because I don't remember many of the songs at this point so I feel like it's time for a refresher yeah. So, like, the first song was, like, kind of a parody of, like, Sha Na Na, like, the sort of 50s nostalgia thing. The third song is a parody of the Beach Boys, and the band that's called the Beach Bums, which feels like a, a like Josh wrote that joke. It's actually a good song, though. Like, the songs have really good satire, and they, they sound really nice. I like the lead actor a lot. Uh, I like the stupid outfit that he wears with the makeup and everything and the metal teeth, like he's Richard Keel, who we'll get to. Uh oh. I fucking I had a really good time with this one. The satire works so well, and even the shots are really good. Like it turns out, Brian De Palma is just really good at directing, and doesn't get his due. So uh, thank you to the list for uh, making an error in my favor. Uh, oh fuck! I don't know if I want to talk about this. One. Yeah, did your good fortunes last long, buddy? Did you uh, <laughs> continue on to another good movie? 
so so Alex talked about how he recently watched. Uh, I mean, when I say uh, this is on like an episode I edited a while ago. Remember when you talked about RRR and you were, you introduced yes. it as like I watched uh, two three and a half hour foreign movies and I was yeah. like ooh for me. Well, I watched uh, two three and a half hour foreign movies and uh, and I'm not going to give you the same reaction. And they weren't the same ones. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, one of them is an RRR at the Alamo. <laughs> God damn it. I was drinking, dude. You saw that. You piece of shit. So, I actually, okay, I will talk about this one. This one is named uh, Jean Dielman, uh, Vantois, Quai de Commerce, uh, English, Mille, Catravant, uh, Bruxelles, which stands for Jean Dielman. What? Uh, can, you, can you repeat that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Jean Dielman, 23. Lives at Commerce of 1080 Bruxelles. It all adds up to 23, dude. <laughs> yeah. So the story here is. Oh, she doesn't look 23. Oh, that's not very nice. I'll cut that. Well, it's 1975. She's probably dead anyway. What am I yeah, going to do? Don't tell Leo. Keep it in. <laughs> look, right, I, heard, it though I heard what you fun. called it. Let's be happy she's on the other side of 23, okay? This could have yeah. gone. They could have gone a whole yeah. different direction. So the story of this is it's three and a half hours of Jesus. a housewife. Frittering her day away. Uh, it's literally just shots of her, just like, "Oh, I'm making toast now. I'm I'm doing some stitching. I'm horrifying. sitting in a, I'm sitting this in a chair." Deserves to be on the list. So no, actually, this was this is on like some other sort of thing. I don't remember quite. Oh, what the fuck? But no, I'm going somewhere with this. So I'm I watching don't... it. and I'm just like, "Oh, it's one of those movies. It's one of those art movies." You, I, so I'm like barely even watching. I'm standing. I'm doing my laundry and washing dishes, whatever. And. I, every time I look back, she's just frittering her day away. She's just puttering around her apartment. Uh, her job is uh, every once in a while she waits for her husband to get home. Every once in a while she's a secret prostitute, and it's not even that exciting. She barely has conversations. This goes on for three and a half hours. I'm like, okay, one of those. It feels like an Andy Warhol thing. It's like, oh, you're supposed to ponder its existence. I'm like, okay, no, I get it. And then at the very end of the movie, she goes insane and she kills a guy. And I was reminded of The Neon Demon, another movie where nothing happens until, like, the very end. And you're just like, oh, that was a waste of my time. Except this was better. Uh, I like this better than The Neon Demon, just seeing how else I put her around her house. Because it felt like it, that was, like, a reaction to something. It's like, uh, she went insane. And this is actually written and directed by a woman. And I was like, oh, I get it. I didn't like it. And if you're going to watch it, I would say you could actually put this on like four times fast forward and just get to the end and be like, oh, no, I get it. Which is a very insulting thing to say about a three and a half hour movie. But also, I don't care. They're French. So, uh, oh, fuck them. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get to the next one. Uh, this is, <laughs> my dad recommended me a movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Brawl and Cell Block 99. Uh, <laughs> no, who will rise again? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, this is called The Iger Sanction. Have you guys heard of this? <laughs> is that real? I have not. That sounds like a book. The Iger Sanction is, uh, I think it's the second movie directed by Clint Eastwood. I think his first was Play Misty for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right, I get it now. Yeah. So he's in this, and uh, a st why did why did we talk about this? Why did he recommend? Oh, because I because I brought up H.P. Lovecraft's cat to him. And <laughs> did you say it? No, he didn't say it, but he said, no, did oh. You, did you say it? Like, no, I told him. what the cat's name was, and you had to tell him. I, I told he, him. He doesn't have our knowledge of slurs. I so told him, you know, <laughs> don't look up what H.P. Lovecraft's cat did, so immediately, you know. And yeah. it was like, and he he did the same thing that the guy did. Whoa! And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's your dad also? Uh... No. But uh, okay. 
Well, anyway, he knows genetic. So he said, "Well, if you like that," and I and I'm like, "Oh, I, I don't." He, and he interrupted me. He was like, "You should watch the Iker sanction." So I immediately penciled it as "Don't." He's like, "Because of the dog's name in that," and I immediately was just like, "Okay." So I watched it. The, the dog's name is Faggot. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Alex? Chris, you threw away the best like assignment fodder you've ever gotten in your life. You could have just assigned us this, and we wouldn't have known that. And uh, I, we, we had a great conversation. I mean, that's that's. I mean, already you know my letterbox review is like, do you think the, the dog for this movie got along with H.P. Lovecraft's cat? <laughs> but I can't emphasize enough. Like, oh, that's a funny name. The way it's introduced, uh, Clint Eastwood is relaxing at a pool. I'll get to the plot in a second. He's relaxing at a pool, and. A, a little like fucking schnauzer or whatever comes up and starts like nipping at his heel and you hear the world's gayest voice off screen go faggot come here faggot <laughs> 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 and he looks up and it's like one of the gayest men I've ever seen in my life <laughs> I'm just like oh so this movie's really cool <laughs> it's a lot better when I imagine the person having a Danny DeVito voice I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you <laughs> <laughs> So, agree at first, but now I'm just picturing Mr. Slave. As a, <laughs> a it really does feel like a big gay L sort of thing. So, uh, the the movie actually actually kind of like the movie. It's 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 extremely politically incorrect throughout most of it, which you can only imagine. Uh, the basic idea is Clint Eastwood is this is going to get crazy. Clint Eastwood is an art history teacher. Uh, and no, yeah, <laughs> who's also a former secret agent, and the that makes the, sense. They steal a lot of art. Yeah. The old secret agency calls him up for one last job. He has to murder someone on a mountain. And he says, uh, it "Sounds like my job could be done for me by the mountain." And they're like, "Could you just do it anyway?" And he's like, "All right, fine." And uh, except he's doing he's doing the full Clint Eastwood voice the entire time feels like the mountain can do my job for me and i'll tell you this parker there's a scene in which he grabs i i think it was actually the gay guy who owns the dog in fact when he grabs it he's like yelling in his face he makes a face that's scarier than anything i've seen in any of the horror movies he's like right up against the fucking camera lens i'm like fuck uh, i didn't get these pages of the script yes yeah. <laughs> yeah alex uh, does the gay guy say that he named his dog after the bundle of sticks? <laughs> but, uh, fucking, sorry to stick up. Well, that is your business. Sneaking up from behind people. Uh, okay, we got it. <laughs> Excuse me, I see, a, I see a hand. Yeah, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's, what's going on? You know how, like, in Kevin Smith movies especially, like, characters will keep coming back over and over throughout the years? Do you think the baby in American Sniper was also named that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> dude, uh, so he has to... It's more of a rock climbing movie than anything else. And uh, I was... Yeah, Alex, what's up? Uh, Parker, I just checked the IMDb trivia. It says here that was Chris Kyle's nickname. <laughs> <laughs> what's he going to do about it? <laughs> Oh, uh, during the floods, I sat on top of a building. And I sniped him. Yeah, whatever. No, actually, saying. it turns out I, I looked up that it was actually Scotty's with Snickering. So, uh, <laughs> which, by the way, I was looking up Clint Eastwood's Wikipedia, and it says Scott Eastwood is legally fatherless. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> 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 no, 
I saw it. One or both of them. Yeah. Uh, the acting's pretty good. A lot of titties in this. Uh, good action. Good, actually, pretty good story. And do not ever watch it around anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> you could have stopped me. talking halfway through that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's actually good. I don't know. I might actually use an assignment on this one just because it's so fun when the guy goes, Faggot. I can just listen to Cumbtown. That's fine. (laughs) Not anymore, buddy. Oh, yeah. Parker, can you you lower your hand? (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. I think the COVID forces are. He's not not used to being polite. It's fine. (laughs) They don't have that in the South. So we didn't watch the original Rollerball when we did our Rollerball episode, so I was like, okay, I'll go through that charade, get that shit out of the way. It's... I was kind of curious. Apparently, people said, "Oh, this is like the much better version. It's more. It's a better satire. Oh, it's clear. on or whatever." And I watched it, and it's there's a little too much rollerball in this. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? How is that? Get, get our rollerball vibe from rollerball. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the problem. Is that rollerball is uh, so much less cool than in the 2002 version, and that's not a good oh. sign right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, but also it was the seventies. Like, yeah. what are they going to do? They didn't have Slipknot back then. Yeah, your, <laughs> your lead actor, your your really big like, oh, my super great athlete is James Caan. Uh, which, okay, yeah, could have been. It's uh, not. It's better than a what's his name? Whoever his that name guy was. Name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, Rollerball, not bad. Uh, not spectacular. Chris Klein. Chris Klein. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I got. I we got there. Sorry. Oh god, I have to talk about this next one. This is going to be a weird one, uh, Parker. I don't know if this is Mandela effect, so help me out here. You know the guy who does like for all the horror trailers. It's the same guy with the same voice. You know the the voice that sounds like this. I remember specifically where he did the Curse of La Llorona, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, he's not very good at pronouncing that, but whatever. But you know that voice, right? Yeah. I swear to fuck, I heard him say for a remake of the little girl who lived down the lane. And I kind of laughed at it, because it, that sounds like a silly thing to say in a scary voice, like, the bye-bye man. And I, I looked it up, and there is no remake of The Little Girl Who Lived Down the Lane. Am I wrong about that? Were they trying to do that, or what? I've never heard of that period, so no oh, idea. Oh, dear. Oh, boy. Okay, this is... Just hear me out on this one, guys. Uh, the Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane is a movie from 1976. Uh, only barely a horror movie. I wouldn't really put this in horror more of a thriller it stars a uh, 13 year old jodie foster why did, uh, why when i type in the name does it autocomplete to controversy because <laughs> they know where i'm typing uh, and i i didn't know that jodie foster was in it like her name isn't even in the opening credits uh but she is the main actress in it i guess there are no uh opening names there and as soon as you hear her voice you're like oh my god that's Jodie Foster that's she has like the same voice of this that she had in Silence of the Lambs so I'm like oh that's kind of cool and she's in this and right off the bat you know the real reason that she's in this is she was actually a really good actress she was good in Taxi Driver we'll get to that in a bit and uh, <laughs> you, you hear you hear, a, you hear a knock at the door and oh my god it's Martin Sheen the guy from Apocalypse Now this is getting better and better oh that's what it, oh uh oh uh, Martin Sheen plays the friendly local neighborhood pedophile, and he really wants to hook up with uh, Jodie Foster. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And she rebuffs him, and he goes away. I'm like, oh, f- thank God that Close fun call. character is gone. Uh, she lives alone 
in in a house and many people come to the house and they're asking hey where's your father at and she says oh he's upstairs working so right off the bat you're like oh she killed him and his body's hidden in the cellar right fine whatever that's there's no real suspense there but that's not quite what happened and there's a little bit more that goes into it and it's actually a, a pretty good story some of the cast of characters there's a uh, uh, martin sheen's racist mom comes by she's a landlord and she's really obnoxious and you hate her and uh there's a local italian uh police chief and his his nephew who's called mario and he has a gimpy leg from too many polio shots. He's also an amateur magician. This guy's got too many personalities. <laughs> no, he is the right amount. It's the correct amount. And, uh, he, he's the only one who's like doing an Italian accent there, but like the New York town, like, uh, hey, I'm walking here. Yo, Jody Foss, you're living by yourself? What the fuck is going on here? And right, why, uh, are you, why, why does he sound like Michael Rappaport? <laughs> should make this because fucking Because I was polio talking about Italian New Yorkers. So. <laughs> anyway, that's what he's is like. Michael Rappaport to Italian? I don't believe that for a second. I think he's either that or he's trying to be that. So, uh, Anyway, I'm not going to look that up. Don't you're, are you doing like he's a Chris Rock thing? <laughs> are you do, you're doing a no, Chris no, 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 no. Let me. No, he's fucking with me. Uh, anyway, uh, the movie progressive people are like trying to fi- find out more about the house. The mom comes by again and she's demanding to go into the cellar. And Jodie Farr's like, no, 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 I don't want you to go in there. The the woman pushes her out of the way, goes into the cellar, screams. The trap door falls on the woman's head and kills her. Jodie Foster had nothing to do with this. Go on, something like this. Oh, was he actually? Right. Rappaport's a Polish Jew, apparently, for the, the listeners at home. I don't believe that. That's Chris I'd, Pine thing again. I, did, not... if you, unless you edited the Wikipedia while I was trying to spell his stupid name. Yeah. Then, uh... There could have been, like, six other ones. Anyway. Uh... Rappaport's only 52? Oh my God. No, that, I, I think that actually tracks. He's looked 52 for his entire life. So the little girl I mean, who lived down the lane. So that woman's sorry, dead. She sorry. Now she has to hide that woman's body and whatever else was in the cellar. The, the Italian Mario comes by and they, they strike up a little romance. It's actually like kind of cute. And uh, you realize that they're the only people they've ever met that they can actually trust. And that's where romance comes from. And uh, that, that's kind of nice. And the kid is uh, helping her hide the body and stuff like that. And he's clearly dying from pneumonia and stuff and there's a brief scene where uh he's he's under a blanket and he's trying to warm up right by the fire and it's just not working and she says uh i can climb in next to you they're fully clothed during this whole thing i'm like mm-hmm, eye on you and they do and um, it's it's more of a cute scene than anything else i don't really go anywhere with it up to now, this is the version that my dad watched. Uh, <laughs> now, remember when I watched uh, fucking Ninja Scroll, and I got the I got lucky with the really good version that cut out the rape scene. Uh, that's the version that he got. Uh, I guess it was edited for TV. So apparently, the studio said, "There's not enough sex in this movie. We need a nude scene with Jodie Foster, right. who was who was 13 when this was made." Now, credited to Jodie Foster, she said, "No, I'm not going to do it," and she walked off set. So instead, they got her 21-year-old sister to body double for her. And I didn't know that when I was watching the movie. So you're watching, you're like, no, 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 fuck! Why can I see her ass? Fuck, fucking damn it. It looks really, really bad. And no, no offense to her older sister's ass. But it, it just makes you really, really uncomfortable. And it should not have been in the movie. And they should be my real jerks. It really fucking pissed me off while I was watching. Because there's no need for that scene. You cut that scene, the movie is still pretty fucking good and uh, I mean there are emotional highs and lows and everything and it's like damn it 
Watch the edited for TV version of uh, The Little Girl Who Lived Down the Lane. It's actually like a pretty decent movie. and I don't know. That just pissed me off. Uh, short one here. I watched Island of Death. It's a Greek horror movie. Uh, this came out uh, with three years, I guess, after Texas Chainsaw. When was Texas Chainsaw? Or was that 71, 72? Something uh, like that? I think it was 71. Whatever. Sure. Uh, anyway, uh, a Greek guy saw it and said, uh, I can't do a Greek accent. Hey, you should try that. I can do that. Okay. Duh, I can do that. <laughs> so, so, no, 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 Chris. Chris, you're supposed to ask for money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, literally, he actually did say that his entire reason for doing that movie was for money. So there's a scene in this movie where a man fucks a goat. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which kind of goes to show just how desensitized I've become to this shit. Uh, I, I guess after I was watching uh, Pink Flamingos, where they have a sex scene and there's like a chicken in there that clearly didn't want to be there. The chicken did not consent, is what I'm saying. I was like, you know what, at least John Waters actually went for it. And there's also value, because John Waters was doing that deliberately to shock people. And I think there's value in that. And if you're making a shocking thing just to make money, I think there's value in that too. Significantly less value. I will contrast that with uh, a movie I despised called Bloodsucking Freaks. Uh, this is, I think, Troma's first movie. Uh, it's 1976. Don't, don't quote me. I guess this is my second Troma movie. Uh, the first one was, uh, was a joy. It was a fucking uh, Toxic Avenger. That movie fucking rips. This one does not. Uh, it's Basically, it's a torture porn movie. It's, the idea is like they're having a bunch of women come out onto a stage and they're torturing and killing him and the audience thinks it's all fake but it's actually real. It's annoying, it's insipid, it's misogynistic, it's actually pretty fucking obnoxious to midgets. And uh, it's the idea here is that whoever made it thought, people will like this. And I think that's really fucking insulting. I think that means you have a dimmer view of the human race than I do. And uh, it's something I can't really sign on with. So Bloodsucking Freaks, actually, that one's a biscuit, is one of the worst movies that I've seen. I, I think I, you know, I can safely go with that one. Uh, I'm gonna skip a couple. I'm only gonna give one more. I promise. I rewatched one of. I, I said to Josh, like, Josh, this is one of your favorite movies. He's like, No, it's not one of my favorite movies. I just said I like it. I was like, Oh, I don't know why he has such. I don't know why he was getting defensive over Silver Streak, which is a very good movie if you haven't seen it. This has uh, Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor, uh, Patrick McGowan. Jill Kleiber, or however you say her uh, name. I was thinking of Blue Yeah, Street. also <laughs> not Martin Lawrence, okay. <laughs> Very di- yeah, it's a different, sorry. Uh, Silver Streak is really good. It's a, it's kind of like a send-up of North by Northwest. Uh, Gene Wilder is on a train. He meets a girl. They strike up again. A very nice romance. It's fun to watch. Then he witnesses a killing, and he's thrown off the train by Richard Keel with a full, like, Jaws teeth and everything. And... Uh, he has to find his way back onto the train to save the girl, and he meets up with Richard Pryor, who's a thief, and uh, it's actually really exciting. It's very funny. The romance works. I, it's one of my favorite movies. It also has uh, the world's best blackface scene that I've ever witnessed. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Okay, so he is uh, he's actually framed for the killing on the train, and his face is uh, plastered in all of the newspapers. And Richard Pryor's like, oh, man, we have to hide you. Uh, I got a great idea. And he buys, like, a, a Jamaican hat and sunglasses and uh, gloves and some shoe polish from a shoeshine guy. They go into the bathroom, and Gene Wilder's like, this is never going to work. Richard Pryor's like, no, come on, it's going to do it. And Gene Wilder says for the audience, I can't pass for black. 
and uh, you only got to do it for about 15 seconds, but I, they make the scene, the scene really, really funny because he's so bad at being black. I mean, Gene Wilder is one of the whitest people who ever lived, and it, it just works really well. But one of the reasons that it works is because of Richard Pryor, who insisted that it be filmed a certain way, and this is another example of him walking off the set because uh, they almost screwed it up. The idea was they were going to have a white guy come in there and be fooled into thinking that Gene Wilder was actually black. That's not very funny. Instead, they have a black man come in there and immediately he can tell that Gene Wilder is white trying to pass as black. And he tells him, oh, come on, you must be in trouble. Just keep time, all right? That's all you got to do. Just to be black is to have a sense of rhythm. And uh, <laughs> seeing Gene Wilder <laughs> in full blackface... <laughs> like a Rasta hat, listening to like a, a boombox right next to his ear, <laughs> and seeing Richard Pryor's reaction as he's walking next to him is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And uh, the whole movie is unquestionably worth watching, uh, especially for that scene. It reminded me of the Backstreet Boys. And I I was watching that scene. I was thinking to myself, "Black faces back." All right. <laughs> so Alex, uh, what Better did you song. watch? <laughs> yeah, only a couple things to talk about this week. Um... First and foremost, Parker, can we talk about the fucking Property Brothers parody on what we do in the shadows? Incredible. Of, <laughs> maybe the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so, <laughs> everything about this. it is, like, like I've never watched the Property Brothers. I've, I have only, like, a passing cursory knowledge of all of these, you know, house hunting shows. And yet, when I watch this, I know that everything is, like, shot for shot. Like, the way that, like, just, that you trust the products. Like, you know that you're in good hands and that they have watched this solely for the purpose of making this stupid episode. And, uh... <laughs> so, first and foremost, Chris, this episode has a Ram Ranch joke. Which, uh... <laughs> absolutely fucking bodied me dude <laughs> like I, I i sent when i watched this like immediately afterwards i messaged parker and was like hey so just so you know this episode has a ram ranch you need to watch it immediately which you know what are you gonna do but uh as uh i may or may not have said on this show before one of my favorite episodes definitely my favorite comedy episode like one of my favorite episodes of any tv show of all time is uh Mac Banks Dennis's mom from season two of Always Sunny. <laughs> so good. And the reason that I love it so much is because like it is a convoluted twenty minute setup for a five minute punchline that has almost nothing to do with everything else that's happened in the episode. And this is also that. <laughs> so <laughs> not only is it an unbelievable parody of a shitty reality show that I'll never watch, but also at the end of the episode it turns into oh, actually I'm just trying to steal your hat. <laughs> like it's so fucking good, dude. I love this show so much. I love the cursed witch hat more than anything on this earth. <laughs> That's one of my I favorite that things coming back. on that show. I, well, don't worry, Chris. When you catch up with the 19 episodes you haven't watched yet, there is eventually a temporary resolution to the cursed witch hat. <laughs> oh my god, Chris hasn't seen season 3. Has Chris not seen Jackie Daytona yet? No, he's in season 2. That was 2. Yeah. Is that 2? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've seen oh, that damn, one. it's been a while. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um. Yes. I I am not often a laugh at loud at shows that I'm watching on my own couch person. Uh, this one had me in absolute fucking stitches. Um, one other thing in the TV universe to talk about. Um, the second one of the two of you watches the rehearsal, we're going to spend 30 minutes talking about it. Okay. If, 
if we were the kind of show that had like a Patreon that did premium episodes, uh, we would have a three-hour episode about the rehearsal right now because it is both the most brilliant and the most unhinged things I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like, I I literally cannot put into words for people that haven't seen it, like, what this show is. It's just, like, one of those things where, like, don't look anything up, just put it on and trust me. See, the, the pilot's that's, like, a, that's a good selling point for us. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so it's it's the Nathan for you guy. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought I you didn't like him. Of... I, I, I thought you held him in the same regard as, like, uh, Ted Lasso. No, no, no. He's funny. Okay. I don't like listening to people talk about it. I know that because feeling, yeah. I it, it's it's one of those things where like the discourse around it is just totally fucking poisonous yeah, yeah, because yeah. everyone's got like their own fucking agenda and it, he's so good that everyone sees like their own fucking problems and whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. But like this is like simultaneously one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life and like one of the most evil and exploitative things I've ever seen in my life and you can tell it's just all coming out of this one dude's fucking brain and like it's like nothing you've ever watched. It's like nothing you'll ever see again. The first episode's like 45 minutes. I think all the rest of them are like, each one's no more than 30. It's like six episodes total. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're in for like three, three and a half hours total. Yeah. I should have watched that uh, while it, I was stuck at home. God damn it. So, I, it, it, it's, it's better to watch it when you're in a clear state of mind. Because like, oh. you turn <laughs> it on. Well, you turn it on and stuff starts happening. And you're just like, what the fuck is this? And then like... You think you have it figured out, and then it's something else, and that's a different thing, and, like, all of it's funny, but all of it's, like, am I a bad person for laughing at this? But, like, not in the simple bad person jokes that we normally do on this show. Like, it's unbelievably creative. You can tell this dude has, like, built up a life of, like, you know, entertainment industry capital to make this stupid fucking show, and it's just, you gotta watch it. The second one of you guys does, like, I'm willing to have the longest conversation we've ever had about a fucking TV show on this podcast. It, it's it's so different than anything I've ever seen. Like, you gotta, you just gotta experience it. All right, it. I'll check it out. I've never watched any of his stuff. I've always had it in the back of my mind, but I've never watched Nathan For You or it's, anything. Yeah, so Nathan For You to me is, like, funny, but it's, like, almost too cringy. Like, I don't, it, like, but, like cringy in the sense in like the way that like other people interact with him not in like what he's doing it's he's like a whole nother conversation uh he's definitely funny but he's funny in a way that will make you uncomfortable and this show will probably make you uncomfortable at multiple points i have no idea whether either of you will love this or hate this but you'll definitely have things to say okay and that's like the best kind of content all right next Um, week's episode (laughs) i Honestly, if you guys want to do it as an episode, like it, we could do it as an episode. We're gonna be, you know, two months behind the curve on talking about the show, but who gives a fuck? Right, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, none of this matters. Um, it's fine. It's probably for this year that or what? We're gonna watch yeah. Beastmaster. Fuck it. Whoa. Okay, put that on the list. <laughs> Already did. Um, Thank you. Uh, speaking of speaking of movies, getting back into that arena. Uh, so Chris assigned me Samurai Cop a while. Yes. Back. Thank you. Uh, so we put it on. Me and the little lady decided to watch that one because mm-hmm. I gave her the list of things that that I had to watch, <laughs> and like I intentionally omitted that one because I'm like, no, this movie's probably too stupid for you. She's like, no, I'm kind of stoned right now. Let's watch this. Um, so I think it's interesting first and foremost that this movie has attained like the cult status that it has because like when I think about other like cult like shitty movies, I think of things that are just like complete directionless messes like Mm -hmm. you know like the room you watch the room and you're like what the fuck is this Mm -hmm. 
Whereas like this movie, you put it on and like within five minutes, you're like, oh, I know exactly what this right, is. Right. Yeah. This is a this is a movie made by somebody who is very cheap, who thinks the most important thing in movies is style and how things look and how people look and that the general idea of a scene is all you need for a scene to work and for like 30 minutes it's like yeah it's kind of funny that like you know oh you know like here's robert zadar in this stupid wig here is the most generic old asian man you've ever seen in your life here's somebody doing fucking like doing donuts in like a production van like here's the shittiest helicopter shots like the hel- the shittiest helicopter stock footage you've ever seen like and it's like oh this is cool and then uh you kind of realize that like that's the whole thing and like for me it kind of tailed off it was just like oh like i know what this is and the whole thing is just this and it, I, I don't know that much about you know the director and like oh, whatever yeah, yeah. vision or lack thereof is like i don't care about that kind of stuff but it's just it's kind of weird the people have gravitated to this one to the point that you would ha- have the opportunity to see this on a big screen because i just i just i didn't think it was that interesting i, I think what people um, usually gravitate to for this movie is the dialogue and the delivery of the dialogue oh it's bad yeah. but like it, it, there's no actors in this movie yeah and I, I think like, what makes it fun I, though what makes it better than like other like other bad movies is that it's it's so silly I think it's sillier than other movies I think it's not just like oh this doesn't go anywhere or this doesn't move the scene along it just feels like a ridiculous yeah. uh, thing to say that's why so many scenes also that guy's Ridic- hair ridiculous <laughs> yeah ridiculous is a great way to describe yeah. it especially all the sex scenes oh, yeah, the sex yeah. scenes are just like yeah it's like these people with no chemistry are just like you know giving the lamest flirting whatsoever yeah. to each other and then she's just like butt ass naked in the bed yeah like, oh okay cool that's how sex works <laughs> it's, this, it's one of these movies yeah, yeah. i mean but unironically yeah. um but yeah, no, I, uh, I like. I'm not gonna say that like you know I enjoyed enjoyed this, but like you know I'm I'm glad I saw it since people are talking about it. I think it also like, might be better I, in a group setting, you know, not necessarily like riffing, but like I think it's better in a group. I might have been too sober for this. It's very possible. Mm-hmm. Like like I, I I'm not saying there's a substance of choice for this one, but just like literally something in my system. But uh, not mad that I watched it. Like now I know what Samurai Cop's all about. Um just like i I, i'm i'm kind of surprised that this is again like something that has a cult following and isn't just like regarded like a sci-fi channel movie because that's what it felt like to me parker do you have thoughts on this i still haven't seen it what like i haven't seen that or birdemic i haven't seen seen birdemic either Uh, i haven't seen most of those that always float around a buddy of mine (laughs) tells me like birdemic's like a must-watch bad movie i'm like "Eh, i don't know with those, I just feel I just, like I watch five minutes on YouTube and I get it. There's another hour of this. Got it? I, I, yeah, I, like maybe that's the problem. Maybe I've seen too many bad movies. That's a possibility. Like, uh, well, just, well, I'd seen a plenty of bad movies and I enjoyed this. Parker, I think yeah. you might like it a little bit more than Alex did. In, in, in group, maybe. In, to to yeah, the movie's credit, to the movie's credit, I think she had more fun with it than I did, and she's not somebody that's watched a lot of movies. Well, I'm glad she so that you know, that that you know, that makes sense. Um, but uh. That's all I have this week because I intentionally stayed as far away from my screen as fucking possible. So, Parker, what do you got for us? Yeah, nice. I can't imagine what that's like. <laughs> I, I imagine just getting LASIK just so you watch these shitty horror movies. Oh, boy. Well, let's go in order here. So, after I got my positive test and realized I was not going to be leaving for a while, opened a random streaming service, scroll through, 
She's sick too. We both like horror, so it's like, alright, let's bang out a lot of this garbage that we never make time for. Sure, Silent Hill. Why not? Never seen it. Let's oh. pop this bad boy on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, actually pretty good if you cut out like 20 minutes. That uh, movie has no business being two hours. First of all, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I have to do this because like, I, I love the first game a lot. And oh. oh, why do you think I included this instead of skipping past it? <laughs> no, see, that's the thing is like, a lot, when you say very good, uh, do you think maybe you're grading on a scale of A, other horror movies, and B, the fucking second Silent Hill movie, which was fucking horrendous? Also, all video game movies. Also period. that, yeah. I will say, you like... Put okay. that in the pantheon of video game movies. It's top three without even oh, thinking yeah, about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. It. Okay, like, tell you what. I'll, what? Yeah, what's up, man? Is is this Yui Bowl? No. 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 Okay, I thought this was Yui Bowl. No, no, That's no. why I was very confused. By I, I, will, I will say, in defense of this movie, there are a lot of scenes in this that are like direct shot-for-shot remakes of scenes in the game, and that was a really good decision. That was like because it takes like some of the best moments of the game and puts them in there. That shit I like. Other stuff where it gets like I, I don't even know what it, I think it gets a little too much into the cult thing, and it, it doesn't feel like there's quite as much of a mystery or something. I don't, I don't know. I, as, as the movie progresses, I think it gets... Also, yeah, you know at the runtime, what the fuck is this two hours? Yeah, it it loses steam at the end because once you cross 90 minutes, Skip, you know how I feel about a movie. Yeah, and yeah. We're, we're like minute 100 and it comes to Sean being again. I'm like, he's not in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he's always what doing we, something fucking what irrelevant. What are we doing? Like, this woman is in Silent Hill and there's these fucked up monster things on there. She just cuts to Sean Bill with some detect- <laughs> detective like... I don't know, I saw her here last. Let's check the diner. Yeah. And then it cuts back to Silent Hill. You're like, what studio-mandated note is this? This yeah. has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it definitely runs out of steam at the end. But yeah. I'd say for a good hour 15, hour 20, really solid horror movie. Easily one of the best video game movies. And then it's just yeah. two hours is too long for a fucking video game adaptation. Get out of my face. Oh my god, I think I'm going through like the all the video game adaptations I can think of. It's fucking Oh, Max Payne is number one. No, of course. Max Payne's not number one. It's fucking Pikachu Detective Pikachu, I think is number one. Number two is no. I think fucking Sonic the Hedgehog I'd put over Silent Hill. Uh, so all the baby movies definitely seen um, um, next week's episode Hitman oh buddy <laughs> that's a movie is it what really oh good then we might actually put that on the put list put it, it on the is list it, is it Uwe Ball no that's the movie where fucking what's his name no, god don't damn tell it don't tell him don't, don't tell him, him. No, the, I, now I want to know <laughs> uh, yeah Timothy Oliphant where like he bought a house and the Deadwood got cancelled he was like yeah I'll do this movie sure Does he, <laughs> did he shave his head for this he sure did. Oh, sure did. okay. Well, I'll put I that saw this list. in theaters, dude. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> now, one of the perks about knowing you're going to be homesick is that you can just... Your time isn't precious, so you can watch trash. So when Silent Hill ends and the little thing comes up, it's like, Hey, do you want to watch White Noise? And I'm like, is that oh, is that one? the Michael Keaton movie? Oh, and then it is. So I let that oh, play. No, <laughs> that movie is ninety minutes of Michael Keaton trying to talk to his dead wife through static TV. <laughs> it sucks <laughs> so bad, dude. It's terrible. But also, dude. that was day one of ten sick days. So it's like, fuck it, let it roll. <laughs> I have nothing but time. It's all uphill from here. <laughs> it, holy Jesus, dude. <laughs> 
thank you so much, whatever app that was, for just deciding, like, yeah, this is this is similar. We'll just auto play this. You want this, right, Piggy? Because it turns out, uh, I guess, uh, it sure isn't. <laughs> All right, well, I tried to not just watch. I tried to catch up on a lot of things that are like, this is a movie I want to watch at some point, but you know, it's long. So cut to Interstellar. Hey, there we a movie go. not meant to be watched on my couch, but I'm. Well, what are you gonna do go now? back to a theater? So, boy, movies are long, huh? You guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mostly positive on it. I had a pretty good time with it. I'm glad to hear that. And then, uh, I mean, also this was day one of the sickness, so I'm just sitting there, head full of snot, looking like. What? Well, uh, uh. <laughs> Once they get to the fucking Tesseract thing in the end I'm just sitting there on enough fucking day quill To kill someone like Is this making sense to you? <laughs> Cause I don't know what fucking planet I'm on Much less Matthew McConaughey <laughs> Probably not the right time to watch it But you know How often do you just have an uninterrupted Three hour block that isn't going to affect The episode of the week <laughs> So you just gotta take advantage Cause I'd seen Almost every Christopher Nolan movie. And after it ended, I was going to watch Tenet. And then I saw the runtime and then saw it wasn't on HBO anymore. I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying for this. Yeah, this will pop yeah. up on something yeah, later. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get that eventually. It'll get back on HBO. So yeah, Interstellar, uh, pretty good. Wish I saw it in a the theater. But also glad I could pause it and pee several times. That's, yeah. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be in theaters again in like seven years. You're fine. Yes. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll like it more then. Mm-hmm. I was actually, because I remember getting a lot of pushback when it came out. And uh, I don't know. I see. I That's one of those like split opinions. Like Alex doesn't like it very yeah. much. I like it a lot. So I, I I owe that movie another watch. I, I I was probably too hard on it. Like there's a lot of good things about it, probably. But and, like I generally like Nolan stuff. I, but I, again, I'm not gonna sit down and watch that on my couch. Yeah. So yeah. well. Yeah. Sometimes Wait, when they when they do the 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 ten year re release, which they will definitely fucking oh, yeah, do because Nolan's a awesome. fucking movie nerd. Yeah. And, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, that was one. Of the, it was like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. We're five minutes in. I was like, "Oh, I should just got off my ass." And this isn't theaters. That's yeah. on me. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that's a real that's blunder fair, on yeah. my part. So, uh, following up with another director, I realized I've seen literally every J.J. Abrams movie except the good one. So I watched Super Eight. Yes, thank you. Oh, all right, it's, it's really good. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy. Because <laughs> you see, the thing is. Uh, People will get mad, like, oh, it's just like the Goonies. Like, yes, but it's like the Goonies, but the kids aren't fucking annoying. So it's good, actually. Dude, how Goonies much do you like that little fat unwatchable. kid? <sighs> I love seeing myself represented on that. <laughs> that kid fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> I had a wonderful time with that movie. Thank you. It was you. very yeah. good. It was, it's cute, and like you like the, the little kids in there, and like it's got a great, great effects and everything. What could J.J. Abrams screw up? Because <laughs> I pulled it up on Letterboxd I've literally logged every movie he's directed Except the one I actually like It's great dude It's fucking I, I like this Yellow Cyclone And I'll bring up Well you know J.J. Abrams did do Super 8 That was pretty good It was just another Spielberg It was like Yeah his name's on there He was a producer Yeah, yeah. He was the so, producer He probably had a little bit of say In how yeah. the movie looked so I have a confession to make. When you talk about that movie, almost every time you bring it up, I think you're talking about Eight Millimeter, which uh, is a very different movie. <laughs> I love the kids in Eight Millimeter. <laughs> when you started talking, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's the one that I always mix up with Eight Millimeter. My bad. Fucking Eminem rap movie. Oh no. no, no. Well, close enough. Close, yeah. Close yeah. Enough. <laughs> 
Chris, has your dad watched 8 Mile? No. no. Can he? No. Could go either way, you know? Like, Honestly. could actually go either way. I'm no, curious. he wouldn't like that movie very much. He might like the protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> the right guy wins in the end. Part, yeah, parts of it he likes. Yeah. Yeah, back with Detroit used to be good, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, uh... I didn't watch the Tubi original that Alex sent me. That will be coming in the future. <laughs> I watched <laughs> fucking ten days off, and you couldn't watch I, uh, Shark Side of the Moon. Dude. I want it to get the time it deserves. Okay, that title I, that doesn't need to be. Uh, let me skim over this with twenty other movies. That's gonna get the time and attention and a clear-ish head. <laughs> What I had said watch was a Tubi original called The Scariest Monsters in America. Alright. Which I hit play and learned, oh, it's just a top ten countdown of cryptids. <laughs> Five stars, baby. That's better Real than I thought fucking it was going to be. It's, yeah, dude. And it's like an hour and a half. <laughs> so they really four. take their time Jerry with all ten of them. <laughs> uh, for those interested at home, uh, number ten, The Chupacabra. Uh, number nine, the black-eyed children. Wait, what? Number eight, the Oklahoma octopus, which I have never heard of, but uh, I, yeah, I might be driving I'm, up I'm north. Googling it now. Uh, seven, something called the Rougarou, which hey, guess what? It's in Louisiana. That's a tomato sauce. Yes, sir. <laughs> how did how did the chupacabra lose out to some of these? Yeah, it's yeah. it's fucked up, honestly. Uh, number oh, six. First result, Cryptid Wiki. Okay. The Jersey Devil. <laughs> number five, The Bell Witch in Tennessee. What? Number four would be The Mothman. Okay. Uh, number three feels like cheating because they say La Llorona, but credit to Arizona. God, come on, guys. That's we, Mexico. We, yeah. Ca- yeah, come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, number mean, two. So is Chupacabra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Is, is, is Chupacabra 10 because of his, like, reach? Like. It's not across the board very often. <laughs> the fucking walls keeping the chupacabra out. Dad, I told you, stop calling into the show. <laughs> He's only 5'8 and his small hands. Uh, number two, Wendigo, and of course, number one, the goat and Squatch. Yeah, match. There was no surprise there, but also it was an hour and a half of, again, me just watching people get interviewed talking about crit business and thinking like, why can't that be me? Why can't I get paid to sit in a fucking studio where a little lapel mic and talk about the legend of the Chupacabra? Why not me, honestly? How long was this? Was this like half an hour? Oh, buddy. An hour and a half. (laughs) With Tubi commercials. Yeah. These are the top ten in America. That's nine minutes per cryptid. Oh, man. That's value. I'm sorry. That's absolute value. That's fucking great. Thank you, Tubi Originals. Yeah. Uh, then I watched a film from this year called Nope. Oh. Buddy. There you go. Nope's really good. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It is really good. Uh, so I had vague memories of you mentioning the monkey. I did not realize that's how the movie started. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be a pivotal role several times in. Why do people not like this movie? I, I don't understand. Who didn't like this movie? There, there were some split opinions. I, I, no one hated it. No one came out and was like, oh, fuck this movie. But I think a couple people... Wait, now that I think about it, I think what I what I heard about is the same criticism that I've heard for uh, some of Jordan Peele's other movies, which were... Yeah, it was so crazy, I had a little bit of trouble following it. Which, I don't know how you'd say that for fucking Get Out. That's one of the most straightforward movies I've ever Bro, seen. I, I can understand if you couldn't follow Us, because Us doesn't make sense. Us is, like, us not, is like a way that you can't follow as a moviegoer. It's just like, oh, this is just a dumb... I, 
bought. Yeah, I wasn't enough antibiotics be to be send me to yeah. another planet, and I could yeah. follow it just fine. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I, and I'm simple. fucking stupid. I don't so. know. Yeah, it's people, pretty fucking. Yeah, simple. I, I don't know. A couple people I think saw it. They're like, "Yeah, it didn't really make sense from you know point A to point B." I was like, "All right, just fucking watch that. It's fine." Uh, I think I liked us more than both of you. This, this I think so. Yeah. Us, yeah. this is way better it's, than us. It's substantially it's, better. It's a real good bounce back. Yeah, this that's really fucking good. <laughs> and then I followed that up. Just did a back to back with that and everything everywhere all at once. That was a big night for your boy. Oh, right, Between on. top ten cryptids and then two of the best <laughs> movies of the year. Oh, we were thriving that day. Let me tell you. So uh, I, I wonder how was that movie when you're on uh, drugs. Oh, buddy, let me tell you about the no eye contact that was made for like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Just the sniffles like, damn, my, these allergies are really yeah, hitting, huh? Yeah, that, that'll do it. Uh, Luckily, I was blowing my nose, you know, yeah. nonstop anyways. So yeah. You just play it off, but man, that was some fun. That was the last movie we watched that night. That was yeah. some fun was, emotional devastation. Yeah, was the length a problem? Some people uh, struggle with the length. No, I mean, again, like we're drinking, oh. Alex, Alex, you had a question. Go ahead. Uh, was that a movie that you regretted not seeing on a big screen seven times? <laughs> <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> yeah, what a stupid asshole. I hope he dies. <laughs> four. I mean, I could see four. That's that's different. Uh, no. Uh, so runtime wasn't a problem with most of these because since we we're both sick, we were drinking ungodly amounts of water. So. Like every thirty minutes, the movie's getting right. paused, no matter what it is. Right, so yeah. There were yeah. no runtime issues. No, that's, that's there was no, there was no ninety minute uninterrupted stretch yeah. the entire time. Yeah, because oh. man, gotta stay hydrated. Yeah. I, I'm really glad you liked it. Uh, obviously, I fucking love that movie more than I like most people in my life. So, fair enough. Low bar to clear. Yeah. yeah also, yeah. 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 Again, great movie. Knew it was going to be great. Everyone I know has told me it's going to be great. People I don't even like told me it's going to be great. And I was like, and I'll get to it eventually. And then I watch it. And I'm like, I should have watched this three months ago. <laughs> I just actually got the Blu-ray. Uh, so, I'm, uh, I'm mad that I still haven't seen it. But I haven't seen it because someone wants to watch it with me. And that just ties my hands. Which is why I couldn't see it during the extra six months that it was in theaters. Yeah. Because oh no, tonight's not a good night. Like, you know, I, I think they're fine. they're it's probably going to like re-release it again for like the run up to Oscar season. So I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting at this yeah. point. Yeah, because it's yeah. yeah 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 very good. I, the runtime's not that bad. I mean, I, I, I just, you weren't yeah, wrong. I, like I'm not bothered. By I, it, I think like, I think I'm getting to the point where I'm getting like kind of defensive about this movie. Like, I'm getting like, God, I, I hope people like it. There really was only that one person I ever met who didn't like it. Uh, and she was just like a massive weirdo. Not like me, who saw it a normal amount of times in theaters. Yeah. But, uh... I can see, because it really just starts throwing it at you. I could see. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just imagining, you know, that other people, like, that have their own movie podcast show up to the album and being like, yeah, this guy was sitting next to us by ourselves. He was just yelling out every line of the movie and he was laughing at even <laughs> things that weren't jokes. Like, it was really weird. This movie's only been out three weeks. <laughs> You're showing up for the movie party that you hosted yourself. <laughs> no one else has props. <laughs> That's that's my uh, us moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking backwards into the theater to see it for the third time. <laughs> as soon as I walk out the first time... <laughs> Do you imagine if James Cameron had a Chris? How many more times he would have seen Avatar oh by now? Oh my god, dude. This is not too late. You could still... Come back, dude. At least once. Yeah, I don't like Avatar. 
I haven't uh, seen it, same. so I'm gonna go see it on the big screen. Because like, why would I watch that movie at home? Yeah. Oh, don't worry, they already pulled off Disney Plus, so you have to see it on the big screen. Yeah. I'll be there. Uh, I'm going. I've never I've seen. Scrolled it. past it 100 times on Disney Plus, never even considered it. Don't worry. <laughs> I will absolutely be seeing that in 3D, like the little piglet I am. I saw it on my. Why wouldn't I? It wasn't that good. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the value, though. <laughs> Actually, no. So I think about value for laptop movies in terms of file size. That one was over 700 megabytes, which right off the bat, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what are we doing here? Parker, what else? Let me you? watch this movie. Dot CD2. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? What are we doing here? This fucking Gone with the Wind? Delete. No. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm not even going to see this. <laughs> I will hit and run. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, beautiful movie, one of the best of the year. Should have watched it already. Uh, emotionally devastating because yes. again, just my body weight's worth the day quill and just oh, yeah. getting hit with so many emotions all mm-hmm. at once. Yeah, uh, great experience. Mm. Uh, speaking of great experience, uh, I had ninety percent of a great time with Gone Girl, and then the movie ended. Up- Same <laughs> dude, fucking right up there with me. So, so here's the thing. First of all, we weren't gonna watch it. I was going to watch a girl with a dragon tattoo, and then I googled it. I was like, oh, fuck, no, yeah, I'll watch no that by no myself. <laughs> Not doing that. Yeah. No, sir. Yeah. That'll be by myself. So, you two have talked about it multiple times. So, I even oh. knew going in, I just braced myself like, all right, then the ending sucks. And the movie ends, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a weird ending. But I had a lot of time to sit around. <laughs> just kept thinking, like, <laughs> after all of this... Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I guess I just gotta stay here for 18 years now. <laughs> like, how do you not just fucking kill yourself, right? Like, I, I'm not wrong. Well, he's he's gonna do something. You can't just, don't just stop. The, again, it's, it, it stops, it doesn't end, you know? And I'm just like, fuck that. And again, I know it's based on a book. No, I will not read it. Yeah, I am absolutely not going to read that. Yeah. That's not, not in that. the car. Goes without saying, of course, but yeah. not not that's that's Fincher, right? Yeah. Yes. I, uh, like okay, if Fincher makes an adaptation of a book, I'm not reading the book. Like, sorry. Right. Like, also, he's that a good director. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just assume that if if this is the ending of the movie, then the ending of the book is even stupider. So yeah. I'm not going to fucking <laughs> yeah. read Fight Club. I'm not going to read Zodiac. I'm not going to read Alien Three. It's <laughs> a future episode. Yep. Oh, it, it sure is. I've just, actually never seen it. Oh, something else. Oh. And then yeah, Alien Resurrection. Put it on the list. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, really, really good movie. And then it ends in kind of a but. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like if I didn't have the prep, it would have hit me even harder of like, what the fuck? Because that's... We really... Yeah. We, we, we put like four layers of pillows on it. Yeah, yeah, that's things true. Things said about this movie. Because the last so. five minutes is also a movie. Like, Yeah. <laughs> that needs to be an entire two-hour-plus film. And they're just they're cramming at the end with him talking to his sister. She's like, wow, you're really going to do it? And he's like, yeah, I don't have a choice. I gotta raise my baby. And you're like, all right. I'm sure she's telling the truth this time. Yeah, yes, Alex, Alex yeah. go ahead. Uh, so I know we're going to get to this in more detail very shortly, but uh, you think Affleck's good in this? I Yeah. I, I know we've had a lot of Ben Affleck conversations of, like, what's the best movie he's ever been in? I... Uh, and how, or, or rather, how many good movies has Ben Affleck done? Like, is Affleck good in this or not? I'm, I'm going to argue I'm not yes. Sure. 
So I, I, I don't think he's bad in it. Like he doesn't take away from. The oh movie, yeah, well I don't know the last time he was bad in a movie. Well, well, it's weirdly like a nothing part. Also, Chris, how long has been since you've seen Pearl Harbor? When's oh, the last time we recorded about? <laughs> Wait, did we? Oh, we didn't record uh, about that. We recorded about uh, the fucking other one. Yeah. Uh, we have not done Pearl Harbor no, yet. We have not I'll try that under hit, man. Don't worry, I yeah. got you. Uh, Added. Oh, Pearl Harbor's a long one, though. So it sure is. Yeah. It's gotta happen. I wouldn't mind happen. doing Pearl Harbor. I, I will say that. I think I'd rather like, do Pearl I've Harbor. I've actually become something of a defender of that movie. Oh, you know, good. I, just, I wish people At some point, I have to see it. I might as well yeah. get an episode out of it. You haven't? Oh. All right, so it looks cool. like we know where it's next It's a three-hour movie. Like, come on. Well, it's a three-hour Michael Bay movie right, starring Ben Affleck in yeah. Pearl Harbor. Like, anyway, yeah, I actually, I, feel, I do like Ben Affleck in uh, Gone Girl. I, I, I'm thinking about only, like, a couple scenes in particular that I like him in. I, I think I like him... Uh, after he has filmed the interview scenes with the Nancy Grace standing in that movie, the way he reacts to that, I, I, I think there's a little subtle thing about that. I think uh, when he's he's like reading through the clues and he suddenly remembers what it refers to, there's a, like a little look on his face. I'm like, okay, there's a little spark there. I uh, I think. Oh my god, I was thinking about what my favorite Ben Affleck movie is, and I think it's uh, Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> I think he's really good at that. So- so I, I think he's good in a lot, and I think we're about to talk about my actual favorite Ben Affleck movie in a minute because I happen to notice that you watched it. Yes, sir. But, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's a movie where like Ben Affleck is like playing to a lot of Ben Affleck's strengths in that he's really good when he's like the idiot heel, and in that movie, like I, I'm just mad at that character for like so many things the whole time but it's like you fucking idiot figure out what's going on like i can't i you cannot be the fucking protagonist of this movie i don't want to root for you similarly to you know the guy that gets murdered in the bear in midsummer like there's a reason the same kind of person likes both of those movies fucking even bringing that movie up I really they don't listen to our show i I I feel like a a transatlantic pair like oh that word Midsummer. <laughs> when we were at the Ren Fair and I saw all those girls walking around those flower crowns, I'm like, yeah, Chris, uh, you should go. You. Uh, dude, the Ren Fair. Have you never been? No, I've never been to a Ren Fair. I will say, okay. uh, in fairness, like okay, you know how you talk about like you know the surrounding culture around it. That's that's the Ren Fair for me. The worst people, the smelliest yeah. people I knew in high school, loved the Ren Fair. I'm like, oh. I, and yeah, they're there, and most of them are in costumes, so you know, to avoid them. Yeah, like the rest of it's done. How did the cleavage um, cost, uh, contest go? We're, uh, I, it, I mean, it's like fucking thirty percent corsets. Yeah. Like even the ugly girls have cleavage. Like it's. All cool. right, I'll go to the um, nine eleven. But uh, but but yeah, no, we uh, we're probably going later in the season, yeah. so uh, I'll let you know. All right, we're off Sunday, we'll figure it yeah. out. Parker well, I don't have to go in order, so we'll just talk about the other good Ben Affleck movie, which is The Town, which is on Netflix, by the way. Just throwing that well, out there. Yes, Wait, did I see uh, that? I have a feeling I haven't seen The Town. Have you not? Me, there's up, no way up. you haven't hold seen up. The Town. Hold up, let me look it up. I, I log my shit. Except for, you actually might get your ass kicked from being where you're from for not I have not the seen The Town. Holy oh, fuck. I'm sending Jeremy Renner to your house right now. Yeah, I, I did not know Jeremy him. Renner I'm was like up in his the apartment and saying that he needs to come with me and we need to take care of some business right. and we're going to show up to your house we're going to beat the fuck I can take him. He is not going to ask questions. It's cool. Yeah. One of the most Boston movies I've ever seen in my life. It's really good. <laughs> One of? One of? It's... The fucking shootout the end takes oh. place at Fenway Park, bro. What? One of? Whoa. It's so good. <laughs> That's our fucking I did not city. realize... I did not realize that the one A and one B were gonna be Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner. What a powerful oh, combination! Chris, you should watch this Jeremy Renner movie. 
No, so no, no. I'm going to... the better Bostoning it in that I movie. Promise. He's real good. He's so good. I want to get to it. It kind of flipped my opinion on him. <laughs> it's, yeah, he's really fucking good. That, that and Wind River like, are like the two good Jeremy Renner movies. Uh, like, I get it now. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Anyway. I'm trying to think of how many Jeremy Renner movies I've seen other than those that aren't like in Marvel because you can't really judge anyone based on those. Have you seen Tag yet, buddy? Will not answer Put that question. Wheel. I will not Put answer that question. <laughs> that, holy shit! That was an immediate uh, pull that just, just made my. Well, okay, it's fine. Uh, back to the town and not tag. Yes, a movie that we've all seen and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, you should stop everything you're doing and watch the town. Okay, I, I promise I'm going to watch. I actually do want to see it. It is. I'm. I'm willing to throw it out on this as a future episode at some point. Yeah, it's really like, fucking good. I mean, it's better than Den of Thieves, but same vibe. Oh, yeah, 100%. That bodes well. Which is the most aggressively... Ben Affleck's just really getting to stretch his Boston arms. I'll be like, no, I'm directing this. So I'm just going to fucking... No one can tell me not to do this. this. Yeah. It's like, he no one can tell him for this movie. And he's like the third best Bostonian in it. I also haven't seen Argo, so... Same. Uh, you can keep I'm fucking slacking it. Argo sucks ass. Oh. I, I'll actually, probably. I don't know. I'll get might, it. I'll you you might like it. it you you yeah. might like it. You actually <laughs> might like it. And, and like, I'm not saying that. Like hey, Chris, a, you idiot. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no, I'm the kidding. The things I hate about the things I hate about Argo are things that you don't hate about movies. Okay. Like, you might enjoy it. Let's see here. I was gonna talk more about the town, but I don't want to ruin anything. No, no, no. no, 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 no wait, don't talk more about the town. I just want to talk about the Fenway Park shootout for like Please don't, wait, wait, all right, don't spoil That's that. all I want to talk about is the problem. Like it's going to be like... <laughs> well, I, I mean, look, there's so many scenes in this movie that I could talk about. I haven't seen this movie in like three years, and I'm ready to talk about it like every like scene for scene. Like that's, that's, this one's like a memorable yeah, one. But like the fucking scene where, where Jeremy Renner's like hurt, and he's like hiding behind that pole... And there's just like a soda on the ground, and he picks it up and starts drinking it, and then puts it down, and then yells at the cops. That is like, a very, so very Boston, Boston moment. You're so Boston, Fuck. bro. This really like, does I, feel like that scene from BoJack where she goes through the house, and the guy's like, "Game's on, can't look away from the game." I'm like, "Oh fuck, they actually nailed us on this one." <laughs> is this Parker? Is it? Is it Margot Robbie? No, it's no. fucking. It's, oh, it's someone I get confused with someone else all the time. Yes. And I have to look it up now because uh, I always get Oh, that reminds me. By the way, speaking of Margot Robbie, uh, I don't know if she's actually in this movie. Some other beautiful actress or something like that. There's a new David O. Russell movie uh, that's coming Pass. out. Pass. Yeah, called Amsterdam, right? <laughs> and I saw the trailer. They keep showing the trailer. And I'm like, oh, the, the song that they're using here is pretty good. It says from David O. Russell. I'm like, oh, I've heard of his name. What did he direct again? And then it says from the director of uh, American Hustle. I'm like, oh. Just <laughs> <laughs> like Lively. It's Blake Lively. Oh, yeah, that's right. Blake, Blake Lively is the, the second best townie in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I knew Ben Affleck's in it, and he directed I don't know anyone else. So you're saying this so is when, better than Patriot Day? Oh, let me put you this I mean, way. objectively, yes. Um, so it opens with a bank robbery, which is sick. It goes wrong, and they get investigated by FBI agent fucking John Hamm. It's really good, dude. He's so good it's, at it. They're, like, all of the little touches of this movie and, like, all of the, the chases and the shootouts and the, the, you know, Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner who are not actual brothers but fake brothers, like, just going off and doing things. Like, the fucking scene where they, like, they roll through the the stop sign or whatever in, like, all their bank robber gear, like, wearing the masks and having the guns on them and stuff, and there's just, like, a cop sitting in his car and he looks up and sees them 
and then just looks back down. He just stares at the dashboard until they drive off. It's a really good bit. Like it's that that movie fucking rips. And when I saw it for the first time, like four years ago, I couldn't believe how good it was. Like Yeah, that's another movie I just wrote off because like Yeah. It was like, oh, Ben Affleck directed movie, Jack Off Motion. You know, in yeah, my life, I've probably seen two like, Ben yeah, Affleck that's movies. That's probably boring. Yeah, like in reality, that was just came out of that era where I just like the most obnoxious fucking movie fan on earth just didn't mm-hmm. give anything a chance. And yeah, that's just it's just on Netflix, waiting for your gentle embrace. Oh, to watch the town again. Right yeah, now. absolutely. It's so good. <laughs> uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, I showed her Dolomite is my name. At like one in the morning, <laughs> and by the time I was over, I'm like, "Do you just want to go like just like fucking make a movie? Like, let's just go make something. Let's go. Let's get everyone we know together. Let's pull some money. That movie just makes me want to do shit. It's fucking so fucking inspiring. Yeah, it is so good. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a little pick me up that just gets you excited about anything, and yeah. then you go, "All right, well, we tested positive again. So <laughs> in a week, we're gonna get out in the world, and we're gonna oops." Nah. let's see Ooh, this is a quick one I want to talk about this is a movie uh, called Grabbers which I don't think is on the horror list but it's a movie I watched for a specific reason Uh, I need you to wait for me here so it's a movie it takes place in Ireland it's an Irish horror movie and this big fucking monster crash lands in the ocean right it's basically just like a big mouth with tentacles and it starts just eating people right as you do and uh, it eats one person and it just gets like violently sick and dies and they investigate the person it's like oh yeah that was the town drunk he's just like absolutely blackout shit face all the time and that's how they learn like wait a second if they eat people who have a lot of alcohol in them it's poisonous to the alien <laughs> so it's just a bunch of <laughs> Irish people holed up in a pub getting absolutely shit wasted while the aliens like laying more eggs so this is actually the most boston movie you've seen it's the most incredible gimmick i've ever seen they realize like halfway and like oh we just get drunk so it's just so much irish people getting absolutely piss wasted as aliens try and break into the pub they're hiding in solid three stars it's like 85 minutes it's real good uh, the last thing uh, to prepare myself for uh, Red Sonia, or as Arnold calls it, uh, Red Sonia, I watched Conan the Barbarian. Yes, a movie that uh, that's a movie I would have never given a chance to because that's just not my genre, mm-hmm. and it's two hours long, disgustingly. Yeah, it's pretty good though. It's I, actually really good. You know, the wild thing about it is my dad and I are both pretty big fans of Robert E. Howard, and you liked it significantly more than we did. My dad actually kind of hates that movie, whereas I'm like, yeah, it's it's all right. And you had the best defense of it. It was like, this is the movie where James Earl Jones shoots a, a snake like an arrow. He he really does, man. He loads that shit up, fires it a hundred yards, and kills Arnold's wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, though, two hours is yeah, despicable. Yeah. That was that was definitely split up into two viewings. I will be goddamn if yeah, I watch any totally fair. sword and sorcery movie for two hours. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, uh, really good. I love that it's a uh, very, very early Arnold before we knew what to do with him or his voice. <laughs> so they just <laughs> clearly made a decision like, I don't know, should I have the guy from Samurai Jack do all the voiceovers <laughs> instead? <laughs> what's, in your opinion, what's the uh, like the delineation point where they figured out Arnold? Is it Commando? Because I, I feel like it's, I think it's, it's probably Commando. Yeah, which was the I, I same year as uh, Red Sonia. Which one was first? What Red Sonia or Commando? 
Yeah. They were they were the same year. I I don't know. No, I mean I mean like which one came out first? Like like did one of them have knowledge that the other one didn't? <laughs> Sorry, his name takes a long time to type actually. out. <laughs> Commando, 1985 film. Because, like, Pumping Iron is October super early, 4th, but that wasn't, like, a hit hit. Red Sonja. Because Barbarian came out. Red Sonja came out uh, a couple months before Commando. Okay. That, was, that must that have makes, been a, that makes sense. a very yeah. productive <laughs> couple months. <laughs> wow, didn't Man, if, if that order is reversed, that's three months of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so. I didn't realize Commando came out that early in his career. Holy yeah, shit. Right, no, right, I, right. I knew Commando was like crazy early. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, wait. Wasn't Terminator the year before, though? Yeah, was but Terminator that's... Terminator 84? Yeah, Terminator was yeah. 84. So wow. I guess that's it. I, uh, wait, he did Terminator and then did this stupid fucking movie? I, well, we'll get to it, but I don't think he was yeah. trying very hard. <laughs> so, yeah. What gave it away? Uh, <laughs> kind of burned some bridges on that one. Yeah, I'll tell you that. <laughs> But, uh, For some reason, they didn't make any more Conan movies. I can only wonder why. He makes a lot of noises in Conan. That's oh, yeah. where a lot of the oh, that's where people get that specific yell from. Yeah, there's a lot of that. He does not talk. I don't think he says a fucking word. Yeah, because like he couldn't. He can. He could barely speak English. He was fucking terrible at it. But also, look at him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking look at that, him. That that whole insane. fucking movie is body dysmorphia right there. It is. You watch no that and you're just like, I gotta, I gotta like pump out some push-ups real quick or something. Same, except just give up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I'll never right, accomplish guess, this. Yeah, right. yeah, what the fuck am I gonna do over here? I will say, uh, I had a way better time than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Downloaded Conan the Destroyer. I didn't fucking watch it. I was good with one. I was like, yeah, no, I got it. I'm, I doubt this is anywhere near as good. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, There's a reason uh, they haven't made a third one. So yeah, like, they leaned into it, the comedy aspect more with it, which... Uh, oh, good. Yeah, where was the fucking comedy in the first movie? There's nothing funny about that. That's what I want. I'll laugh right as his dad gets mauled by dogs <laughs> and his mom gets decapitated. <laughs> I... It almost made me think, like, should I give this genre a chance? And I thought, like, wait, no. Because it's either, there's going to be, like, three good ones, and then every other one's made for $1,000. And it's like, all right, well, here comes the rape scene. Chugga, 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 let's go. Yeah, you can miss me with that whole genre. But uh, Conan, really good. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I am, will always be a sucker for big, elaborate sets and animal puppets and it has both of those oh good <laughs> when he gets fucking crucified and the vultures attack him and he just reaches down and bites its neck <laughs> and just chews it like a fucking stray dog <laughs> what a good movie <laughs> I wish Red Sony was that good alright well uh, on that cheery note <laughs> let's talk about Red Sonia. <laughs> Hey, Parker, thanks for this assignment. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Bro, things, I didn't even know Arnold was I in mean, this fucking I mean, movie. <laughs> you didn't I mean, that? I know you caught you caught government aids like right before you assigned this to us, but yeah. uh, you know yeah. it's, it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Finally. you thought of this, Parker, but uh, all right, a movie about strong women. Yeah. Well, weird. Why is Arnold Schwarzenegger's name first? <laughs> <laughs> why is he on the poster? I legitimately did not know he was on this till I hit play. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, is this gonna be like a two-second cameo? So, oh, he just shows up every ten minutes. Yeah. So I knew he was in this. What I didn't know was there was a little kid. But, oh, oh my okay. god, oh, whoa, whoa. dude! <laughs> so uh, here's the thing: Arnold also didn't know that he was going to be top billed. He thought he was just filming a cameo, but apparently Dino De Laurentiis really like fucked him over, and they used like 
multiple camera angles and stuff like that it made him seem like a co-star when he that was not supposed to be his film role so he was like enough of that so he went and made Terminator 2 instead anyway uh, right call damn yeah. uh, <laughs> actually us. I think the movie that he made that came out after this was uh, Running Man which was a uh, good movie did we do also I think we did it. yeah I love that movie anyway we, I think we did Running Man a while yeah, ago. Yeah, I think so. Running Man yeah, Fox. Yeah, that, was a, yeah. that was early when we were doing fucking So Stephen Red King Sonia <laughs> begins with a flashback rape scene. And I, <laughs> our strong <laughs> female warrior it's, yeah. gets raped. Anyways, here's our Schwarzenegger. Yeah, just to be clear. Also, it's what uh, you I, well, yeah. well, yeah, because I, I got real scared because like, I was scratching my balls when this came out of nowhere. <laughs> Do you want, it didn't want to look like, like oh, you were jacking no. off to it? Yeah, it's not even that. It's just like my hand is in my pants. It's like, oh fuck, what do I do now? Like, do I pull it out real fast? No, like, dude. Oh uh, no, no, definitely. Totally, no, totally understand because the same thing happened just, to me during the Jodie Foster scene in uh, Little Girl. Girl I, I, I did fourteen thousand steps yesterday. I got hella balls. Yeah, like, <laughs> you gotta happens. go. Like, I, you I just will scratch say, all the way under, go all the way around, so it's very obvious what you're doing. I'm glad I was quiet for Excuse Parker throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help. Look, yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of problematic Alex things. Know how to scratch I, his balls? Yeah, just uh, so I, I just gotta like alien claw my way through the butthole yeah. and stick. Yeah, you go all the, the way under. Like, so yeah, here it is. Here's the hand. So, so yeah, I'm literally reaching for my ass. I was not jacking off so, to this woman being <laughs> raped by barbarians. Which, by the way, I, I just like the way that this begins with like this disembodied voice telling her, "Hey, remember this?" <laughs> like, thanks. I actually was trying to forget about it, but uh, all right. <laughs> so, so, so she sat on and watched this with me, and we start with the the fucking this disembodied spirit in the woods just like yelling at, at red sonia she's like what the fuck is that i'm like dear i think it's a ghost yeah, but uh <laughs> i'm not positive i think it's just a god or something i don't know uh well yeah this is a why does it look like it's in a fucking zach baggage it shit? looks like <laughs> it looks like the fucking uh the ghost of christmas past that's what I was calling it. From the Muppet Christmas wow, if you if, if you look very closely, you can see the apparition dancing. <laughs> that means Polaris is over there. Anyway, uh, so this is, in fact, a girl power movie. The other woman who's in this is Sandal Bergman, who, uh, Parker, she was actually in the first Conan movie. I think she oh, might be the one who gets shot She's slumming it, the, too. Yeah, she is very much slumming it in this movie. Uh she was chosen for being a statuesque beauty, which means she's six feet tall. So, uh, she plays the evil Queen Getrin, who everyone seems to have trouble saying her name. And uh, she gets really mad at people, and there's a fucking MacGuffin that's glowing green and stuff, and uh, she wants it. And she has this wormy little assistant who, I don't even know if this guy has a name, but it looks like he doesn't have an upper lip. He's really unsettling. I also think it's really fucked up that he gets a ninja star. He looks like a Harry Potter. He character. does. He looks like three like, different Harry Potter. Like it's the best the way to describe to it. Together. So it's like if you if you stripped his costume off him, he looked like a ca- a character in like a Benedict Cumberbatch like spy movie. Like <laughs> just, he's so fucking British. It's I, I, like it's painful. I think he looked like a character in a David Cronenberg movie. Stripped his robe off. Anyway. Uh, I didn't see any extraneous buttholes on him, but I, I was there, thinking I about them. But I, my hand was not, it wasn't, you know, fucking jacket. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, that makes one of Deep in the grundle. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had to leave it in there for 87 minutes. Deep scratch, you I, know, like, what am I going to do? It's comfortable you know? to me, babe. Anyway. No, babe, it's just what I do. Yeah. This is how I watch movies. Yeah. I, do you, do you you're being scratch weird. my ass hair instead? Yeah. Like, you know, that's a fucking forest yeah. back there. No, you're being weird. Yeah, it's fucking many hands make light work. So, uh, for that little MacGuffin <laughs> thing, fucking ass puke, Ned. is uh, 
So she she tells one of her like uh, assistants, "Hey, uh, touch it." And this kind of feels like a jackass thing. Like, dude, come on, touch it. And the guy just disappears. And uh, come and touch it, Dave. <laughs> come on, the really good Dave. bit. Yeah. Look at it, Dave. <laughs> All right, hey, Danger Aaron's gonna touch the thing. <laughs> anyway, like, so, disappears. So the first guy disappears, and she tells someone else, "Hey." touch it i would have just said no i, I would have been like well what are you gonna do kill me <laughs> well, yeah. anyway uh I, i'm gonna touch the orb and potentially get yeeted in the cyberspace yeah. rather than you know getting yeah beheaded. so and anyway uh she reaches out and touches it, it's okay and sandal bergman says so the legends are true only a woman may touch it and that's her actual delivery. She actually says it like that. And that is the See. first of many lesbian overtones in this movie. I, uh, I I need to get a sound clip of that on my phone and just play it at people that I don't know. <laughs> See, that's my problem with this genre. Because as soon as the character says, Ah, so the legends are true. I just It's, it's fucking static in my brain. I'm immediately checked out. I the good news is they don't shit. really spend a lot of time on that. They're just like, yeah, there's a legend. Don't worry what the legend says. Who cares? Yeah, but also, like, I would have been fine with more lore if it meant less shitty sword fights. Well, I'll tell you what, there is a good thing about this movie, and it's the soundtrack. The soundtrack kicks in here because there's a big old fight and everything. Arnold shows up on his his horse. Arnold is bigger than his own horse. I don't know what to think about that. It looks like the horse... He actually should have been carrying the horse. (laughs) It kind of felt like he could have just, like, had it up on his shoulder and been, like, running it like that. Uh, But he shows up and kicks the shit out of everybody. Uh... And the, the music's go. Oh wait, no, no, no. That, that comes in later. So the music's going. There's, there's a big battle. He doesn't take place in the battle. The high priestess or whatever, the one with red hair, she like zip lines away from the castle, and someone shoots her in the back with an arrow. And the music's going dun 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 dun, dun as he's like slowly carrying her body to safety. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a bunch of guys attack him, and the music cuts out, and it's just fine silence. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Put out the music. This is where you need it. So, uh, I, I really appreciate her escape scene from the uh, the orb chamber, by the yeah. way. So they're yeeting prisoners into the orb mm-hmm. hole, because uh, I guess that's how we know they're bad. And she's just, like, hiding in a corner, and they don't know she's there. And she's like, what if I push out this wall and alert everyone to my presence, and then run away, yeah. and they get shot by arrows while ziplining? Yeah. Which, uh, you know, whoops to us. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's just kind of staring blankly at her. Arnold does a lot of just blank staring into nothing in this movie, and he's not alone. Everyone else seems to be doing that, too. Not the strongest direction. The crazy part of this movie, this is still back before they knew what to do with Arnold, where they were still, like, dubbing him over and things, but he's the best actor on screen in literally every scene in this movie. (laughs) He is so much better than everyone else. (laughs) Brigitte Nelson sounds like a fucking Martian. (laughs) It's insane how much better he is. And he can't fucking... They had fucking Aku from Samurai Jack just be like, Ah, you'll see me an hour into the movie, but I'm doing the voiceover now because they couldn't have Arnold do it. But he's just carrying this whole movie on his shoulders. It's fucking awesome, dude. So we cut immediately to a flashback with uh, Bridget Nielsen. She... (laughs) This fucking thing. She's learning how to be good at swords, so uh, this is all we need to know now. And what the... fuck is this guy wearing he looks <laughs> i i was immediately thinking like i okay so i have to admit i was thinking of like the the kung fu master from uh fucking kill bill you know the guy was like same of black dynamite I, okay so i was actually I'm, I'm wrong okay this is actually the sensei the sensei from vincey masters 
No homo beats the dojo. <laughs> Sensei is not pleased edition. <laughs> Look at he's got this fucking like tubes coming out of his fucking shoulders and everything. He looks like a fucking uh what are those Japanese games where it's like you have to punch a you have to fight a whole bunch of people on like horseback or whatever? Dynasty oh, Warriors. Yeah, he looks like a Dynasty Warriors guy. Thank you for that. I personally just think it's cool that it's like, ah, oh, here's what happened to me. First she gets raped, and then it's like, well, here's what else happened. And it just cuts to fiendish Dr. Wu being like, you know all of the sword techniques. You can go now. Yeah. And, and then uh, she just leaves. Yeah, and, then, and he says to her, by the way, uh, if you were ever considered... No. Well, you know. It was, uh, fucking, uh, there. It's like, oh, no. In 20 years. You have to understand, Chris. It was, it was a different time. You know, every, every old Japanese man had to be... Uns- insatiably horny like Ma- Master Richard, I guess so. yeah that bring it back in 15 years if you're still single and I'm still <laughs> single <laughs> anyway so uh, but, uh, she's I don't remember what she's doing but uh, Arnold comes up to her uh, sorry Calidor <laughs> there's no way this character has a I, name. so uh, this movie actually has fans uh, and I think the fan uh, theory if you go to like r slash film theory or whatever I think their film theory is probably like oh that's Conan but he's using an alias because he's on the run from uh, the ancient police and uh, the fact that they made this fucking spinoff movie hired him to do a cameo made him be like the second lead and then really I was like what do you mean we don't have the rights to Conan? <laughs> how could All they right, not? well, I don't understand how Calendor. they could not. and Conan are the same thing in the Marvel comics. Anyway, hey, Dino De Laurentiis, uh, not the smartest yeah, correct, as it yeah. turns out. <laughs> anyway, so she listens to her sister tell her like, "Oh, you have to get the fucking." It's not a talisman. Whatever uh, the orb, We're gonna fucking might as well be. You have Just to get close the orb your eyes and, and imagine stop Getrin because she's going to destroy the world or become this ruler or something like that. And she's like, "Wait, where is the orb?" And it just goes and just dies. And it's like, <laughs> and the scene is like completely silent. It just shows Bridget Nielsen slowly reaching out, and fucking Arnold comes up behind her, puts his big meaty paw on her shoulder, and goes, "She's dead." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the only laugh this movie. Got I, I got, I got to laugh later on. It's not quite as good, but that, that's like, <laughs> it's like, thanks, dude. Got it. <laughs> I love that Arnold's introduced. She's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "I knew your sister." And she goes. Oh, okay, and then they just go on an adventure together. So this comes up with a really, really huge fight scene, one of the greatest duels in the movie. But it's not with their swords; it's just dueling accents. I can't oh my tell God. what the fuck they're saying. I actually needed subtitles for this one for like half their shit. And sometimes I was, I had subtitles. I was, I was like rewind, but that doesn't make sense even in English. What the fuck are you trying to do? <laughs> yeah. Also, I I spent three dollars to watch this on Amazon because I didn't feel like that's downloading fair, yeah. it. Because I'm a leader. No, no, that's yeah, I do the same. And, yeah. and the subtitles were wrong. <laughs> so like, oh, Wait, are you sure the subtitles were wrong? I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> You're watching it just like you know what? No, that, there's no way she actually said that. Like, I fucking paid money for this. The least you could do is translate the English. Problem. You know what? Honestly, fuck. dude, if I was paid money to be a translator for uh, for a subtitler for this movie, I don't know that I could do it. There's a lot of times where I have no idea what the fuck they're trying to say. I'd rewind. You could probably just. You just Googled a script, right? Like, that's gotta be out there. Maybe. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, so that's settled. That's, that's, my, uh, that's my life hack for doing subtitles. Yeah. Just Google the script and copy this, it. Yeah, it's probably on there. Anyway, 
there was one scene in which uh, uh, he she's like, "Why are you following me? Why are you gonna? Help? I'm not gonna do her voice. I don't think I can." <laughs> and uh, he he's like, uh, "You have to punch yourself on the balls first, yeah. but like either up or down. I'm not sure which yeah. way it needs to go." Yeah. Anyway, so I, I he's like, "I have to fi- fucking help you find the orb," and. Uh, I don't remember what she says. She's like, "You, you helped me find my sister. Uh, you'll be paid for your efforts." And I thought he said, "I'm a mercenary. I don't accept money." And I was like, "What? What the fuck?" It turns out he said, "I'm no mercenary." But he wasn't really good at differentiating between no and uh. So completely changes the meaning of the sense. At one point, he says, uh, "She, she says to him, it's no concern of yours, and neither am I.'" And I was like, "What?" It turns out she was saying, <laughs> and neither am I. And I had to think about, oh, she's no concern of his. So it's like, don't follow me, you big creepy weirdo. Oh. It's one of those movies where the subtitle just says, unintelligible. <laughs> and it goes to the next line. <laughs> Good the, fucking luck. The entire fucking movie. Speaking in Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, again, Arnold's not the only one giving blank stares. Bridget Nielsen, who, uh, to her credit, very pretty, uh... Is uh, just kind of looking around like you just it, hear the dull sound of like a fucking lawnmower going yeah. in the background while it, she's staring at the camera. I use a dull sound. I keep thinking about that guy's sledgehammer just hitting the ground. <laughs> 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 That's Bridget Nielsen's performance in this. Your sister sent me. Chris, if you, come with us to, if you come with us to Redfest, I, I do want to let you know that there is a bar directly behind the uh, the sledgehammer game, bar? so you can just fill up your beer and watch the sledgehammer game for eight hours straight if you want. Oh, great! Have some Cardi yell greetings, ass at me. <laughs> <laughs> Oy, another mead for the lad. Shut up and fill up my beer. Will the pet yawn, oh, dead camel? All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to the kid. We gotta, we gotta get to the kid. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> this, this fucking kid. It's a good thing I waited until this morning to watch it, or else that would have been a deal yeah. breaker. So I was telling Parker this. Uh, this is Ernie Reyes Jr., who was a stuntman in the first two Teenage Mutant, first two Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles. Wait, is this a midget? No, no, that's a, no, it's a kid. kid. It's a kid. <laughs> and like better movie yeah, after after this movie, he grew up a bit, and he was the stuntman <laughs> in those movies. And he was also in Surf Ninjas, to his eternal shame. And uh, I think he did, like, some others. I I think he actually was a stuntman in, like, a good movie, too. But I I don't remember what it was. Anyway, uh, yeah, he is in this, and he has a fat guy bodyguard. Notice I didn't say fat bodyguard. No, no, no. This is a fat guy. And I was like, all right, latch on to him. If he starts eating a cake with his hands, we could be in business. (laughs) Now, Parker. You have to challenge the evil Queen Lopan to a slapshot competition. This guy's be now, Parker, can you tell me the name of Ernie Reyes Jr.? Nope. Can I say it out loud? I know he swings a bone. It really? I, it's. It sounds like his name is Prince Tard. <laughs> Girls at school. <laughs> I don't know what this character's deal is. I think this is supposed to be comedic relief, but the movie doesn't know how to make friend. this, like, comedy. <laughs> this is my best friend, the fat, socially edit nerd who is creepy. <laughs> my name's Prince Tard. I'm going to the fucking Alamo house in Poolsville wearing a crowded scepter. Hear ye, hear ye. 
Announcing <laughs> Prince Charles waddling my way. I go to movie parties so I can like can have my my fat lackey blow his bugle behind me before I announce the lines before they happen. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of kazoo, but I like yeah, your but style better. It's, oh, it's no. the shitty flute. It's, the they gotta, they, it's gotta be the fucking recorder just playing the Star Wars theme rock. So I'm fine with the Vuvuzela. Yeah, there we go. All right, let's set all the Vuvuzela. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like Prince. Uh, actually, they're showing a loud props. You can leave. Yeah. All right. So I, I try not to get to like every single like bad line delivery, but there's a couple that really stand out. For example, Bridget Diels going, Getrin. Queen Getrin, and they left that take in the movie. <laughs> and I can't tell if, like, maybe she was like rude to the editor or something like that. There has to be Look, a better I will, take. <laughs> I will defend her on this. She clearly can't speak right, English. Yeah, that's true. To give her an English script and then give her these fucking names—that's sabotage. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think what was she doing? Was she like learning it like phonetically? She would just do it because, like, sometimes apparently, like, uh, English actors if they try to like do a Japanese movie, they'll learn the language that way. And you're telling, like, she, oh, they're faking their way through, but it's like, whatever, it's a hard thing to do, you know? She's like the English version of, uh, Donde esta la biblioteca, but now you have to ask where King Gedrin is? Like, fuck yourself. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing here? That's not yeah, fair. That's fair. I mean, because, like, there's a couple moments where I'm just, where I was, like, fooled. I'm like, wait, does she have a passing familiarity with this language? Like, the the scene, which we will get to, where she teaches uh, Prince Idiot how to, like, you, sorry, Prince Tarn. How to use a sword? She says, "Your Majesty." Thank you. Thank you for using the politically correct yeah. version, Chris. Yeah, she says, uh, "Your Majesty learns fast." For like a quick masturbation joke for a six-year-old. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. is she gonna fuck this kid? Yeah, and I was just like, "Wait, how do you know? Like, you you know how to deliver that line? What happened to the rest of this fucking movie?" <laughs> so maybe that was like one of the last ones filmed, and she was just doing like, you know, she was just using muzzy for the whole time to learn English. <laughs> <laughs> That I was think the entire time. Just vi la jeune vie. <laughs> Motherfucker, no pull is too deep. Thank for you. Me. I'm glad we. That's the next two B commercial. <laughs> it's fun. Anytime I think about Red Sony, like I didn't know anything about the movie. I just knew it was going to get remade, and Brian Singer was attached, and then all of the allegations <laughs> came out, and that quickly disappeared. Wow, I wonder which scenes he was excited to shoot. <laughs> oh boy. So, like, here's an example of, like, a line that as written, you're like, oh, that's a funny joke. But as delivered, it's, I don't need eyes to find you. I can smell you at a hundred paces. Oh, she, so she kills a guy. Uh, Arnold comes in to save the day. Thanks. And, uh, we go, sorry, go ahead. Do you think Paco's taken a hundred paces in his life? <laughs> <laughs> No one who's listening to this knows who Paco is. I don't give a. Hot I think they're just fuck. they're just making him. He's yeah, the new villain yes, of the do. show. He's the new. They don't realize villain. it. He's like the fucking moon of Majora's Mask. You've seen him, buddy. You just don't know him. <laughs> oh fuck! Everybody knows a Paco. Right? Okay. Yeah, but that's yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so we go from Arnold that's saving her shit. ass in this, fuck and he's like fighting people on horseback with his sword. And I'm just like. Like, my eyes are opening from my nap. I'm like, huh? What? And then it cuts to fucking Prince Tard being tortured by Raytheon. <laughs> 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 fucking Rob and Decamilla pulling the horses. <laughs> drawn corner of this little kid. <laughs> the whole time, that kid is, is just... 
I, I don't think, you know, we, we did skip over this. This kid's so fucking annoying in this movie. What the fuck? I hate him. <laughs> he I disappeared hate. for a bit and I was like, all right, well, we're done with that. <laughs> nope. Imagine the look on my Alex face. is on the coolest there, throne right now being anti-kid. <laughs> there's, there's a fucking, like, the scene, like, slightly further than this, when they're, like, on that bridge and Arnold picks him up and pretends like he's going to throw him off was like the only reaction this movie got out of Emily. Yeah. <laughs> she was just yeah, like, yes. yes. Could you imagine if he just yeets him like mini me off a cliff? Yeet was the word we used on the Just grab it by the skull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Man, I forgot there's a scene in Conan the Barbarian where he punches a donkey. That's a really good movie. You know, you know, yeah, so they reference that in the sequel, uh, Conan the Story, where he, he bops a camel on the head. Which is weird because he like he apologizes to it beforehand. Oh my god! Does he does he make another hump like pop up? Like, <laughs> oh, that'd be such a good bit. <laughs> I know. You know, I, it's kind of fucked up that I, I laugh so hard when people punch animals. Like, I get, it all comes back to fucking blazing saddles. Yeah, it depends on the animal. Yeah. You can't park that animal there. Pow! Wish he did that. Some to animals are just Jr. fucking asking for it. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the set design. Uh, Queen Getrin's I don't like saying that out loud either. No wonder Bridget Nielsen struggled with it. Uh, her lair. She's got like a million fucking candles, which you gotta think that's gotta take some time to set up. It's probably hot in there. They do be like that, though. This is a weird scene. And like, I know you guys saw it too. And it's like, it's weird to describe the scene in words when it's better experienced visually. There's this weird scene where like, she's walking down the hallway into her throne room. And you're like, there's no point to the scene. You could just like, just walking, cut, now she's into her throne room. There's no reason for her to be walking in there. And the only thing that punctuates is that she's got a giant tarantula as a pet. Which, by the way, doesn't come back in the climax. What the fuck Never, is ever comes back. Yeah, I saw that what and I was just fuck? like, what? what? Can we... oh. <clears throat> so uh, she pulls out her mystical, uh, I guess, it's just a giant version of the, uh, of the looking glass from, uh, the magic mirror from fucking Snow White, right? She pulls it out, and it's, like, diamond-shaped, and it has a screensaver of a topless belly dancer. Because... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good bit. <laughs> I, I, he got caught jacking off. That's... that's some... <laughs> that was super funny. She's like, oh, I didn't clear my cookies. I don't know what's fucking going on here. That That's, like, the most Dino De Laurentiis edition here. Where it's like, it needs some more sex! Uh, and he, like, decided, all right, we'll just fucking put that shit in there. The medieval equivalent of opening your laptop in class going, Oh, shit! <laughs> shutting it real quick. <laughs> the wizard's like, Oh, I'm going conjure up another spell. Now you teleportation. See, the thing is, the way it's sitting there on the wall, you can't, like, open it the way you're supposed to, which is, uh, you know... Okay, we're good. All right, that was fine. All right, where is Red Sancha? So, uh, which... Let me just open my notes here. Wow, I'm dropping this class. Crazy. Uh, forget my name. <laughs> Standing up very quickly, walking out, doing the Stanley speed walk out of the class. I've been hacked. <laughs> Turning 360 degrees walk. <laughs> so this next scene, I, you know what's weird? You know, like there's a, I think there's a Twitter account. I don't even follow him, but like there's this like one perfect shot where it shows like a like a screenshot of a movie. And it's like, oh, look at this like cool frame or whatever. And it's like whatever. I don't really, whatever. There's a frame of this movie that I kind of wanted where it's uh, Red Sonia and I guess Prince Stupid Fucking Idiot and I guess I don't even know the fat guy's like still like waddling up behind them. They're in this like green pasture and some nice blue mountains in the background. Then there's this fucking chasm and like hell on the right. And it's like 
I wonder where the bad guys live. <laughs> it really reminded me of that. I don't like the movie, but it reminded me of that joke in Shrek was like, oh, sure, it's nice, but look at the location. And that's what I was thinking about. Watching a bad movie, thinking about another bad one. Um, Shrek did nothing. I, I've, uh, maybe it's a personal thing. I don't know. Uh, anyway, they decide to go camp in hell. And uh, she's trying to sleep. So is the fat guy. And Ernie Reyes Jr. has his sword out. He's going, Aya! 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 And she doesn't kill him. She doesn't fucking, like, ruin his life. Uh, she she actually chews him out. She, like, yells at him. And he just kind of stares blankly into the screen because the director didn't tell him what to do. <laughs> and she... The, the look on that kid's face is just boob. <laughs> <laughs> so then they have a sword fighting lesson, which... You know, hey, remember the cool sword fighting lesson from uh, Fellowship of the Ring? Oh yeah, what if she did this with a miner <laughs> and talked about holding the shaft properly with both hands, not too tight? <laughs> Love of medieval JLI. Uh, Alex, could you please say? Um, excuse me, actually, this came out 18 years before Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, well, I know. I, uh, yeah, so but... Fellowship of the Ring stole from. Well, this actually, movie. the book yeah, came out. Anyway. Yeah, so, been saying that. Yeah, so. Yeah, well, I mean, that guy's dead. I don't care. I don't care what any of you fucking nerds listening right now think about how canon the new Amazon show is that I'm not going to watch. Anyway. Oh, uh, thank God Red Sony didn't have any fucking black people in it. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Dad, <laughs> I told you, stop this calling movie. into the show. We're that would have totally here. ruined this authentic masterpiece. Yeah. Weird, it says here that Chris has been elected to the House of Delegates in Virginia based on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> so, uh... My, uh, so it cuts to the Queen Getrin again, and it's just like, oh, we have to get that damn Spider-Man. Weird guy with no <laughs> upper lip. I want you to use the killing machine. And I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. killing machine? Let's go. And uh, he's like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to control. I'm like, oh, oh, and she's like, yeah, we'll just do it and don't hurt the girl because I want to fuck her. And I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. So it's kind of the worst movie trap in the world. It kind of relies on them being stupid enough to go into a flooding, like, <laughs> dungeon sort of area and do it like... You can, t- you can tell that the people that made this movie, like, like as they were writing the script, like, definitely just played, like, a D&D scene. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, somebody in my party is going to try to steal the giant pearl. That's how... Dude, it, it feels that. like Abu in Aladdin just... Uh, Trigger warning. Abu just licking his lips at that giant ruby. Ah, like, oh, God, give me that fucking thing. <laughs> that fucking, the kid is yelling, is like, uh, no, I want that giant pearl. And the fat guy is just like, well, God, it probably belongs to it. Yes, and he wants it now. So he's just a Veruca Salt of this movie. He fucking, he sounds like the fat kid in, in No Retreat. He really is. trying to get his that's the most referenced character in this fucking show. <laughs> he's the patron saint of I'm, our podcast. I mean, I oh, want, yeah, we're going to get him on this. <laughs> Just, he's, he's a triple threat. Yeah. He's fat, he does karate, and he plays hockey. Yeah. <laughs> what else can you ask for? Right. So anyway, uh, they are attacked by... Uh, and this is a dark day for us as a, as a practical effects podcast. <laughs> fucking effect that they have was just some stupid fucking like machine in the water yeah it's a fake metal fish Arnold's gonna come in at the last second and be like oh it's all my movie now and they have to like leave Red Sonja doesn't do very much during this movie by the way hey you guys you guys know the meme where where King Ghidorah has the one retarded head (laughs) that's this thing this is yeah. the longest scene in movie history. Yes. <laughs> the scene lasts for like four hours. 15 minutes, dude. <laughs> this is a case going. of like, okay, 
We, I don't care how much B-roll of Arnold you have, it's going in the movie. <laughs> That's exactly it. I don't exactly care it. how yeah. many laps they take, it's going in the fucking Apparently, movie. Apparently, Arnold is... didn't know either. Like, the the story is Arnold's watching, it's like, oh, what's going on? And then, like, I'd be scared if I was sitting next to him in the theater, man. <laughs> <laughs> they sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's Bridget? <laughs> Anyway. Sir, if you don't be gone, oh, sorry. my apologies. You see what I I was talking to him. So, yeah. Anyway, he saves the day again. Yeah, go women. This is my fight song. And Arnold at a fucking Clue movie party, just staring at you. <laughs> so, so he throws a piece of toast at him during the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and he stands up. <laughs> He's just so oh, excuse, me, excuse me, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> excuse me, you, you actually can't. It's, it's against the code. Yeah. So uh, he's talking. So after he saves all their fucking asses, he's he's there with uh, Red Sonia. And she's like, who are you? He's like, Kalido. And she's like, no, no, like, who are you in the story? He's like, oh, sorry. Uh, I'm the like the high lord of something. And uh, I was actually the one who was going to witness the ceremony to have it destroyed and whatever the thing. He's important. And he's like, I'd also like to fuck you. And she's like, well, no, you have to, like, uh, kill me first. To which leads to one of the worst lines of dialogue. So, the only man who can touch you is one who's tried to kill you. That's logic. I don't think it was written that way. I don't think human ants who, like, knew English wrote that down on a typewriter. Wait, did we, did, did we skip over the scene where she fights the horny guy with the key? Uh, I I did skip over that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like, so much of this movie is not memorable, and that scene was memorable. Why was, to me, so I feel the need to. Why was that scene memorable to you? Explain why. Because there's a fucking fat asshole with a giant key around his neck, and then he has a sword fight, yeah. and then he gets like thrown in the fire, and all his guards are like, "Oh my those, god." Those those guards were assholes too, because he was like, "Oh, if you beat me, then my guards won't attack you." And uh, then she beats him, and then they attack her. I was like, what the fuck? They have no honor. Yeah, don't worry, Arnold shows up. Yeah, Arnold save saves her. the day again, yeah. So anyway, he decides to have a sword fight with her in order to uh, fuck her. And this is the scene that made me laugh. It's like, they're clanging their swords, trying to kill each other, and the fat guy is like, Keep it down, we're trying to sleep! <laughs> they literally <laughs> fucking take a nap through their shitty sword fight. <laughs> Which it is looks not a like good sign. the fucking. It looks like the warm up of like, all right, now let's make sure we get the choreography down. Like, now put it in the movie. Arnold's got the sword. Put it in. I love, I love that at the end of this fight, they're both exhausted, yeah. like Goku and Vegeta. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking yes. of. Like, well, let's not skip over a key scene here. They're fighting desperately over whether she gets fucked, and. Ernie Reyes Jr. is like, no, I haven't got enough stank on my name yet. He jumps on Arnold's back and goes, Aya, Aya, Aya! I was trying to enjoy a sword fight with Arnold. <laughs> this fucking kid's ruining my life. And he picks up the kid with, like, one hand and is about to strangle him. And he actually does one of those... <laughs> just send him back over there. So, uh, yeah, I enjoy that. So when your pet jumps on the bed at, like, four in the morning, yeah. and you're like, I should throw you out you of start, You start barking at it like a pit bull, you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cat won't do that shit anymore. Anyway, it ends in a tie. Well, I guess I learned my yeah, lesson. Yeah, and uh, she keeps her fucking, uh... uh shout out, by the way, Prince Art, just cock-blocking Arnold like that. And, uh, anyway, uh, she keeps her virginity she intact. Did. Great. So, uh... <laughs> yes, yes, definitely, because yeah. we haven't seen otherwise in this movie. Oh, well, oh, yeah, I forgot, yeah, whoops. Uh, yeah. 
The consensual virginity, which is a new term I'm going to put into common parlance. She go, They go into Queen Getrin's castle, and uh, Red Sonia starts looking for her by going, Getrin, where are you? And she makes like a really stupid face, and I wanted to pause the movie right there and make that my new desktop background. <laughs> and I was like, if it's I was real. her, I would just... I would just not make that face. Or if I, I saw it in, like, the dailies, I'd be like, whoa, 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 no, 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 I got a contract here, okay, guys? We can't you know, put that in the fucking movie. I know when it comes to talking about movies, the most played-out thing in the world is, like, Tommy Wiseau references. Yeah. But <laughs> goddamn, <laughs> she is... It's she true, though, like man. It. it really does feel like that. And uh, Sandal Bergman, who, you know, I'm sure she's a very nice person... It's so obvious that she's not trying hard in this movie at all. She is Why really... Would you? <laughs> she just isn't putting forth any... She is in this to pay off a parking ticket. <laughs> that is the only reason that she is here. And that, it feels like that's the same thing with Arnold. And it's, I think it's the same thing with Bridget Nielsen. I think it was before this was probably like a model or something. The only one who's trying, much to my chagrin, is Ernie Reyes Jr., who's trying way too hard and should not try anymore. Because he is bad at acting. But, uh, yeah, then the the movie ends and uh, Arnold's just like, Hey, can we fuck now? And it's the credits roll. And uh, <laughs> that's it. The wildest thing about this is, like, I, it's directed by Richard Fleischer. Like, that's a real director. He can't tell her, like, Hey, don't pause two words into your sentence. <laughs> you have to say the whole thing, guys. Let's roll again. Like, he's directed several real movies in this it might as well be fucking Uwe Boll. Like, yeah. How do you get that performance of, hey, I'm gonna find you, like, on to the next location. I'm, whatever, man. Let's get fucking through this. I don't know how this shit happens, man. Maybe, maybe he was just burnt out. Because it feels like, honestly, I think, I feel like part of the problem with this movie is really poor direction. It feels like the characters don't know what they're doing. And it also feels like no one ever said, uh, that's not good enough. We needed to do this again. It felt like people were like, "Fuck it, put it in there." I don't care. It, it feels like an "I don't care" sort of movie, and uh, I think that's an indictment. Speaking of "I don't care," there are oh, several fuck. games that we Shit. play with games. <laughs> Roll the sound clip, and this is where I insert the thing. Ba -da -ba -ba. <laughs> <laughs> Three thirty in the fucking. <laughs> God damn. This is one where Parker goes. Ba -da -ba -ba. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite sound okay. clip. So it's good. So guys, uh, game of games this year is gonna be very simple. Oh good. We've uh, we streamlined this down. You know, it's nice and fair and equitable for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're gonna do? It was every week, every week, we're gonna have a draft. You're gonna have, you're gonna get a. Uh, we're gonna go in order. Uh, so Chris, this week you're gonna have the first pick because uh, you have the least amount of outstanding assignments right now. I will have the second pick because I'm in the middle somehow, and Parker will pick third. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Parker has like three TV shows to watch. So he's Buddy, like, don't rub it in. <laughs> I mean, you just had, you know, two weeks ago. how many books? But, you know, Look, was, if uh, I had been by myself, I would have burned through Yeah, all. that's fair. I, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all right, it's all right. We'll I know. <laughs> we don't judge here. I do. Uh, what we're going to do is every week we're going to look at the schedule, <laughs> and we're going uh, to go through. We're going to do 
uh, four rounds uh, snake draft where you're just trying to pick a team that you think is going to win this mm-hmm. week. That's do you do you want us to have the, the the document? Uh, so you don't need okay. a document right, right now. Like it's it's yeah. not important. Um, I will share something okay. in a minute. But uh, um, so we're going to do four rounds of that, and then we're going to do a fifth round that's in reverse order. So Park will pick first, I'll pick second, you'll pick third this week, mm-hmm. and it'll be based on each week. It'll be based on not the other stuff, but uh, how you finished the week before. Okay. Like worst gets first yeah. pick, blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah. Um. And the last round, you know, there's going to be 12 teams already off the board, but everybody you take in that fifth round is worth double the wins. Your goal is just to get wins. Yeah. For for every... There's no winning and losing penalties for each week, you know. Like, each week, it, it doesn't It's just matter. like record, like I guess. Isn't getting assigned a yeah. yeah, and and for every five wins that you rack up, you get to assign somebody a movie. The, there is one exception to this, and that's if your teams, your five teams, manage to go either one and four or zero oh and five in any given week, you have to spin the wheel of fate. <laughs> now. Oh God, fucking damn it! God fucking let damn me it. share the wheel of pain no. with you. Okay, you guys can go ahead and take a look at this. And uh, this, by the way, <laughs> is the... Did you get into your eyes the, go right to the same one I did? Yes. <laughs> it could have been any of them. Uh, you, if you guys want to read off some of these spaces... For okay, me, let me do uh, it. I'm good at talking here. Uh, Kevin James. <laughs> uh, Eli Roth, starring SNL cast member, under three stars on IMDb. Oh. oh. <laughs> White guy playing another race. That's my camera. Spin two more times. Anything Jesus. is... It's half the size, just for the record. Anything in French, uh, movie musical, over 140 minutes, another Chris one, talking animal, horror sequel 10 plus years after original, oh, you dirty little dog, <laughs> and uh, By the way, just 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 to just put this out there right now, a uh, couple rules for the mm-hmm. wheel. Number one, movies on the list are ineligible. Um, mm-hmm. Number two, if you are listening right. along at home... And you have an idea for the Wheel of Pain? Contact one of us, and if it's good enough, it'll make it on the wheel. Does it take the does spot of the uh, free space? It does not take a spot. It just oh, okay, adds. Right. <laughs> I, I hope it. I hope that lowers the 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 size of the Eli Roth slice on there. <laughs> Uh, I mean, by definition, it has well, to, oh, yeah, but it's not, gonna, so, yeah. it's not going to shrink the Eli I was hoping Roth they would, like, have it, and he just put the other half as a... Well, you know, Eli Roth, you can, it can be a movie he's acting in or uh, directing. Oh, good. Like, it's, it, there's, you got, you got some options there. It just can't be something... I've never about. seen um, Inglorious Bastards. Uh... Uh, but yeah, this this wheel is subject to change in terms of growth, and also when somebody gets one of these spaces, they don't go away. They're just kind of chilling oh. there. You could theoretically roll two. <laughs> Can you imagine just wheel. rolling the wheel? The only space left is is, is Eli Roth. <laughs> if I land on 140 minutes twice, I'm getting COVID again. <laughs> Fuck all of you. I can't. You're gonna have to to get it done. Um, so uh, you can you can cash in five wins at any time to do a traditional assignment mm-hmm. as we've done before uh, or you can use four wins for a discount to make somebody else spin the wheel mm-hmm. uh, as another option you have for more wheel spins okay. um, if you have a perfect week you get a bonus assignment you can give somebody and uh, we're going to be tracking scores throughout the season at the end of the season the winner of the game of games 
acquires the seven Dragon Balls. Now, these are not just the regular Dragon Balls. They've been upgraded by Dende, so you get <laughs> three wishes. <laughs> and also, whoever finishes last in the Game of Games at the end of the season has to spin the wheel three times. Oh, my God. Right. It's very simple. It's very simple. Someone's going to There's a movie not... party if they get last place. <laughs> a movie party could end up being a space right. opening. I, just, I didn't put it on because I don't know how close you are to an hour. I don't know if you know. It might only punish me and, me and Chris. I don't know. <clears throat> it just depends but, on uh, when the schedule. Yeah. That's the only problem. But uh, there's there's no there's no items. There's no pyramids. There's no temples at, at the moment. Yeah, uh, that's, Who knows we know that's going. If, well, if the people demand a pyramid on the I think Dende party, could you know, uh, conjure up a pyramid. Eh, we, I mean, we can talk to Dende. Yeah. It's fine. But, uh, I mean, we go way back. The, the, the wheel could change. I'm not oh, saying the back. wheel can't change. I mean, maybe, maybe in the first four weeks we roll Kevin James six times, and we're just out of Kevin James movies. Like it's, it happens. You know, sometimes it does. Change it does happen. I, I suspect we're not going to have that many spins of the wheel slash assignments because you know, on any given week, you know, a good week is probably going to be three and two. Like it's it's, mm-hmm. fine. it's fine. It, it it's probably gonna slow down the pace, and then at the end of the year, when somebody gets their three wishes, they can be really creative with it. And they can think of you know whatever hoops they want people to jump through. We got time for mm-hmm. all that. But yeah, only rules for this are uh, no list movies, and uh, anything that you anything that you spin, you know, your discretion. If it happens to be a space where there's something that's like watchable. Like, if for some reason you hadn't seen Dolomite Is My Name and you get starring SNL cast member, you're good. Mm-hmm. But also, like, maybe you just watch the hot the hot chick to please the manicure. Like, I don't know. You can do a Forgot couple about the manicure. Want, know how so the manicure is still yeah. here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, he, he's around. Like, That's I don't good. know. The integrity of the game. I understand. Uh-oh. I hope you guys can No, hear unfortunately, that. I can't hear that. It's, it, I yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll figure something out. You don't have to. That's eh, fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Having yeah, fun. Just, 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 just spin. Well, some I get to pick. Oh, movie musical. Yeah, wow. weird how that happens. Uh, you do, and uh, um, you like this isn't like point spreads or any bullshit mm-hmm. like that. It's just you're just picking winners. Okay. You can, you can have any game this week. Uh, you can have any team in any game. But once you pick somebody, they're off okay. the board. In that case, I will go with Indianapolis. I think that they will beat Houston. Okay. Uh, so Chris has chosen the Colts. I will take the Ravens against the Jets. Uh, Parker, oh, you get two picks in a row. Oh, man, I was looking for the Jets. Give me a second here. <laughs> Let's see. Do I... Fuck it. I'm taking my Lions. We're keeping this tradition oh. strong. <laughs> First <laughs> round, baby. Get used to the wheel. Now, just remember... For the future, if you can get, if you can sneak any team through the first twelve picks and into the second round, and they win, they're worth double the wins. Oh my so, Well, I mean, just, just a strategy, a strategy element going oh, forward. They're a lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Chiefs. Fuck it. Chiefs. Even though it's early in the season, so the Cardinals will win some stupid bullshit. They shouldn't. I will take the 49ers playing the Bears. I'm going to take the biggest team in the. Actually, this is the biggest matchup in the NFL. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans. I, I, I thought you were going to want the other. No, the, 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 the Titans are playing the Giants, so uh, this is I the know. biggest game of the week. <laughs> the big bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, I, I get one more. Pick. All right, uh, fucking. Yeah. Um, and I can't choose a, a matchup. That uh, can I choose a? No, no, you you can. Have oh, okay. Either, because we're gonna run into bio okay. weeks. Right, so right, yeah, that's a good point. All right, so. uh, Parker, sorry, I got to take my Eagles. 
<gasps> okay, well. It's personal. I will take the Denver football. God Broncos. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Parker, two picks. All right, well, my Chargers will probably come in clutch. When have they ever let me down? And, uh, boy, these are some dog shit games. Yeah. I don't feel great either, buddy. You're not going to take your Cowboys against the Bucks? Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Fuck it. I was going to say Patriots and Dolphins. Let's go. Let's see what fucking happens. My Alabama quarterback. (laughs) It's gonna pull. <laughs> I I gotta think about who I want. <laughs> these teams all suck. Yeah, these teams suck a pile of cocks. Um, I'm not gonna spin the wheel because the fucking Cowboys lose. I cannot. I cannot <laughs> deal with that in week one. That's too much. If I have to watch the fucking zookeeper because the Cowboys lose. All right. You know what? You know who never lets me down? Aaron Rodgers. I'll take the Packers. Okay. Well, well, I, this is a tough one for me. I'm going to take, my... don't show me the wheel again. <laughs> I'm going to take my Cincinnati Bungles. What could possibly go wrong? That's a fine pick. Thank you. All right, Parker, you are on the clock. Remember, this one is worth two Oh, it wins. doesn't. If you can find a winner here. Didn't snake him. No, no, the, the, the last round goes Oh, first. sorry. All right. Just to be fair, I'm just though, gonna take you know. your word on. <laughs> Wait, did no one take the bucks? Oh no fuck! Oh, that oh, seems like God. a gimme. Is this is second round. <laughs> this is the fifth round. Oh fuck! Bucks. He's gonna get triple points. No, this will be the oh, one yeah. fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was gonna take Made, the oh numbers, fuck! So I, I don't know why I beat um, that. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm thinking like now this is hard. Like, cause like everyone I like is like somebody that's going against somebody. You know what? You know what? Give me the Cowboys. Fuck it. <laughs> All right, we're going with a, Tom Brady's forty-nine years old. I'm going with the Commanders compilation. Let's go. That's what I was gonna do yeah. too. I was trying to look up who was their quarterback because I forgot again. Yeah, me too. Uh, you want to say his name? I don't. I don't know who it yeah, is. Yeah, me neither. The commanders? Yeah, I really forgot. Yeah. Fucking. I've had oh, five beers. For you guys. I guess you guys like talking. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> God. You ever feel so intimidated in your life, dude? <laughs> 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 you ever feel like you just want to stand up from the from the mic and just like check your and- check your deadbolt? <laughs> Anyway, congrats, congrats to uh, congrats to Chris on on rocking with the Carson Wentz show this week. Oh right, <laughs> that's your two times bonus. I'll do it. I'll do it. Wins I, I, I feel pretty good. Yeah. So to so to uh, to recap, uh, Parker has the Lions, Chiefs, Chargers, Dolphins, and the Bucks for double points. I have the Ravens, 49ers, Broncos, Packers, and Cowboys for double points. And Chris has. Two NFC South teams, the Bengals, the Eagles, and Carson Wentz. He's going to go 5-0, and, oh, and I'm just going to fucking I, I stop think I, I think I, I got know. some good matchups here. I, I, I feel like this is good. Also, I, I just want to say right here, not to suck your dick too hard or anything, but I think this is a good setup. This is interesting. This is yeah. intriguing. And if I lose, we're not doing it anymore. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like, everyone knows what the score is. You can think about it ahead of time. Right, yeah. I like they're like I'm not doing curveballs. I have too much. Yeah, that's that's also fair. And also, you know, Parker and I doing prep work for this is uh, a bit of an ask. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing that always sucks about gaming games because once it starts really getting going, it's like great. So November, December, just an absolute fucking nightmare. And then I spend the rest of the year trying to catch up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then sometimes you know, while it's a nightmare, your apartment floods and you live in a hotel for a month. (laughs) Oops. Hey, babe, you want to watch five seasons of Samurai Jack? No, we have to go pack all of our belongings in a moldy apartment? Well, okay, then. That reminds me, how's, uh, how's Mystery Incorporated treating you? Oh, no! And that's the tea, sis.